Hey everyone, this is your co-DM Devin, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the D4 Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to D4, where I, Devin. And I, Dustin, Cody of a 5th edition game of Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Firstly, we want to say a, a happy Mother's Day to all of the current mothers, expecting mothers, mothers of fur babies, stepmothers, surrogate mothers, and all of those in between. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you so much. And well, while everyone practicing social distancing and staying at home more often, it's a perfect time to create the perfect miniature of your customized hero or villain, or something a little in between. Scroll through the pages of Arcane Script from the realms beyond to invoke your eldritch power over the forges of mankind. Create what you need to have the best and most atomically correct being in the table when your table returns. Enter hashtag Eldritch to win a free miniature you can build on eldritchfoundry.com to bring your creation to life. Also, go into the past in a world beyond where you could even play a lion. Not sure exactly what the race is called. Leonel. Leonel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you can find out that and more with the Mythos and Theros? Mythos, Odyssey, Mythic and Odyssey of Theros. Yeah. 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 Mythos, Odyssey of Theros. Uh, and we are giving away a pre order. Yeah. Yeah. From DD Beyond this week. So make sure to ha enter hashtag Beyond for your chance to seize the future of the past. Through mythos. Also, to make sure that you enter on Rock Punch's ATL Twitch channel and enter the hashtags into the chat. Only enter once so that you are not disqualified. And remember that subscribers and Prime subscribers are three times more likely to win. Um, All right. And everyone sing with joy because we are so happy to announce that we will have the critical bard, Omega Jones, joining us next week. On the 17th. Hey. We are so happy to have him join us and cannot wait for you to meet his character. Yes. It is going to be amazing. With all those exciting announcements aside, let's, let's get to our sponsors. Yeah. D&D &D Beyond. You've already heard of the mythic odyssey of Theros. A game where you, in which you can challenge the gods themselves, receive supernatural gifts from them, become new subclasses, Harold, or Ethan in this case, as you have not yet ascended to your character. Okay. You could enter the Bard of College of Eloquence, Masters Ooh. of the Oratory, or Sasha, or Katie. You could have the Paladin's Oath of Glory laid out in front of you in divine providence. But do you know what goes best with this new mythic world? Mythic dice. Yes, that's right. D&D Beyond for subscribers right now, they are currently alpha testing D&D Beyond dice. I guess what would, what would he, you call dice. it? Virtual, virtual dice. dice. Virtual dice. Uh, mythical virtual dice. There you go. Um, where for subscribers only right now, you can actually go to any of the stats you have laid out on your character sheet, click it, I will click on my initiative, and it will roll a d20 for you, I got a 9 plus 6, it's a 15, I'll be going maybe in the top third, potentially, depending on how fast those goblins are. So... <laughs> If you're a subscriber, start playing with that and start testing that out. Uh, right now, it is a subscriber's only function as it is an early alpha. 
but as uh, they start working the kinks out of it more, it's going to start spreading across. So start using that. Look into the Mythic Odyssey of Pharaohs. We're giving away one of those tonight. And D&D Beyond, use it, love it, live it. So I'm here, Goblin Katie, a.k.a. Katie, to tell you a little bit about something called Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse. Lulu, Lulu, you're not in this bet. Thank you. So I'm here to tell you about Beetle and Grimm's. They have a wonderful little deal going on right now. 10% off everything in the warehouse through Tuesday. And 10% of every sale is being donated to Feeding America. So you are doing a wonderful thing for a wonderful cause and oh. getting a wonderful discount if you head on over to beetleandgrims.com. Plus, they are now offering international shipping. And all of their products are absolutely amazing. They have shirts, they have props, they, they have Lulus. And you can get any of them in their shop right now. So head on over to beetleandgrims.com. What am I? Patrick, what am I doing over here? What am I? What's, what's, what's you're swaying. Looks like you're swaying, I, I, man. I, 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 it's a little bit of a sway, but it's more of a slide. You know why I'm Slide? sliding? Do you know why I'm sliding right now? I don't know why you're sliding. Because they put sliding? they put sliders on Eldritch Foundry that can you can use to uh, manipulate the mass of your perfect miniature. It's awesome. Sliding's easy. It's great. It gets you exactly what you want. You want big, broad soldiers? You can slide right over. You want them nice and small? You can slide on back. It's fantastic. It's just been added. Just been there for a few weeks now, so you make sure you check out Eldritch Foundry so you can slide into a character you can put on your table to really represent what you want. Look at this slide. We're all sliding now. Slide, slide at home. Slide with us at Eldritch Foundry. Hi. I'm Katie, not Goblin Katie. I'm just the other Katie, Katie number two, Katie 2.0. Am I better? Not necessarily or at all, but that's fine. You know what I also am? I'm also a second born child to a mom, a mother. I'm just really used to being number two and second. That's fine if you are too. It's also fine if you're number one or number three. It's just how moms pop out children. It's in a sequence of order. Unless you're twins, then I guess lucky you. Anyways, um, today's Mother's Day, and um, you want to know what moms like to do a lot? They like to call you randomly and talk about things that you don't, and you're just like, I didn't know I was ready for this conversation, but I'm here for this conversation now because you called me because you're my mom, and that's what moms do, and you can also do that kind of virtually with uh, Rock Punch's new video, The Punch Bowl, where they talk about things. They like to talk about things. I like to talk about things. My mom talks about things. And today's Mother's Day. So maybe you and your mom can talk about the Punch Bowl with Rock Punch ATL. They also are streaming Horizon Zero Dawn. It's one of my favorite games. That's just a personal bit, but that's it's fine. It's really good. Um, it's a really good game. I hope you really like robotic animals and dinosaurs like I do. And a really cool story. So watch it. Live it. Love it. Rock Punch ATL. They are producers. I like them. You should too. Thank you for that <laughs> inspirational ad, Jatkins. I love it. And without further ado, <laughs> let us immerse ourselves into the Chronicles of D4.
And we're back. Last week, on Deceitful Dogma from a Different Dimension, the BFGs were shocked to receive a delivery of a coffin addressed to Harold from Orkira. Harold, realizing how nervous the package was making their customers, shouted that it was clearly an intimidation tactic from Greg's Grog, a false competitor, as Seisha and V hoisted the box and carried it into the group's home. V and Voss attempted to open the container, only to realize it was fastened with more nails than would have been necessary for the average corpse. Suddenly, a metallic fist erupted through the wood and began to tear the lid away before a tall figure emerged from the coffin. The one and only Avrin, Harold's patron and god of trickery, stood so before cool. them. So cool. <laughs> he explained that he had lost his godlike status after an altercation with another god, but had traveled to see Harold to give him some of the last of his power to imbue him with his warlock abilities once again. Harold confirms that he is willingly bound to Avrin, and he returns Harold's knife to him explaining that the power itself came from within, within Harold um, <clears throat> all along. Over the course of the conversation, they learn that Averin is trying to turn over a new leaf and be a better person. While trying to figure out what to do about the god in their living room, there's a commotion from downstairs as Flynn Rick's wife, Gelda Leafhollow, has come looking for her husband. Over the course of almost an hour, the BFGs, with the aid of Averin and Kara, comfort her, helping her through multiple stages of grief in a short amount of time. After learning his death was caused by Manshoon, Seisha returns with her husband's ashes as Averin takes a handful, promising to return Flinric whenever his abilities allow him to do so. As Gelda leaves, the workers arrive to help them move things to Renair's. Soon after, they all hear the voice of Mert as he and Voss leave to communicate with the guilds and investigate why the tavern has been cut off. Voss parts ways with Mert to meet with one of the Doom Raiders, the guard captain Tashlin Yafira. He finds her guarding a magistrate and inspecting wagons. The pair hold a conversation with Thieves Cant, where Voss informs her that he needs the portions of the nimble rite that are in the watch evidence holdings in order to recruit a powerful artificer. Impressed, she agrees to have the items delivered to Trollskull Manor, but warns him if anything comes against the Raiders, it will all be directed onto him because she has the city and a magistrate on her side. Voss returns in the late afternoon where he finds a pair of noblemen arguing in the street. It becomes abundantly clear that one of the men has been taking harrow dust when his form twists and morphs into a gyrating mass of eyes, mouths, and tentacles, and then consumes his former friend. The shouts brings the rest of the BFGs outside just in time to witness the transformation. They all rush forward to engage the creature, but two of them, V and Seisha, are stopped in their tracks as the horror of what they are witnessing. V becomes convinced that all of her friends have turned to creatures resembling the nightmarish figure before them, while Seisha is lost in a vision of her solar being torn apart by tentacles once more. This time, it's wings being torn off and replaced by more undulating tentacle appendages. In an intense fight, Voss calls for the guard that are afflicted with the same madness as V, as they begin attacking everyone and everything nearest them. The fight continues, becoming more and more frenzied and chaotic as the party begins to find themselves in, uh, incapacitated or overcome, realizing that none of the beings that were once her friends, no, 
Realizing that none of the beings that were once her friends are attacking her, V shifts her focus to the creatures she knows to have been a true horror. A crazed melee ensues between all the figures in the field, the uh, clear-headed BFGs and Averin focusing on the abomination as they try to avoid the crazed attacks from the watch. They finally bring the creature down, but the effects of its presence remain. Harold uses another illusion cleverly to uh, make the watch members cause chase and an imagined pack of fiends down the street and away from the fight. Voss and Binley rush to Seisha as quickly as a quick-thinking Harold uses his illusions to make everyone look normal to V. They move off the street and back into the house where Seisha posts in a trembling and faraway voice that she believes that the denizens of the Far Realm are trying to make a return. Averin gives Voss five coins bearing the face of the trickster god and tells him to press on it tightly when he is needed. Averin then informs them that there is something on the way, something worse, more terrible than the Far Realm is coming, something that has purpose and hate and doesn't care about any of you. His time seems to have run out, however, as his body begins to collapse and melt in on itself. His words, his final words to the group echo off the walls in a silent house. I forming a team. With Averin's body dissolved into nothing but mud and mechanical parts in the ground before you on the hard marble floor, that is where we're going to pick up tonight's session. Well, that wasn't ominous at all. I go into Renair's kitchen, find towel, cloth, anything I can. Um, Easy enough. And I will wrap up Averin's remains in it. Okay. And just hold it. Um, I take out the five coins and hand them to... Yeah, because you begin... I hand them to Vinley. And I say, he gave me these. I don't know what magic they entail. Can you find out what this is? I can try, but... Please. I don't... I kind of lean in. I still don't exactly trust him 100%. Oh, I don't want anyone making any kind of bargain. I don't either. I hand... I hand one of them to you, because I assume they're the same thing. Um, and I will... Should I do it in the living room, or should I do it in the kitchen? Mm, the kitchen would be easier to clean. That's true. I look over to Seisha. What kind of state is she in? Um, You're muted. In shock, but... And silent. Lost in her thoughts but she is she has full cognitive thought like processing she okay. is 100% there but not okay i follow you into the kitchen then Finley. i would like to know what this is all right well here we go and she'll stab her hand okay. she's always going to stab her hand that's despite yeah. mama uwe's advice <laughs> And she'll draw out the runes in her blood and then identify one of the coins. Um, okay. Um, oddly enough, you 
don't get anything from it other than it is magical and is a means of summoning. But other than that, there's nothing. That's what I thought. Um, I know it's definitely magic. Okay. And it's a way to summon something, whether it's him or something else. She'll take the coin and put it in one of her pockets. There's five for a reason, boss. Don't get stingy. I don't want to keep any of them. Why? I don't exactly... I don't know what the situation is. And I personally barely know this man. Well, I mean, I've known him about as long as you have, not counting the time he stabbed me. Yeah. This could be a man attempting to change himself. This could also be a long con. He really had to have gone out of his way for a con for this. Either way, the enemy of our enemy is our friend, correct? This is tools in our belt. Yeah. If anybody wants one, I won't stop you. I mean, I already have, like, the super coin, and he pulls out the knife and waves a little. He's like, so, like, I'm I'm screwed anyway. I'm taking a coin. <laughs> Can I have a coin? Please hand me a coin. <laughs> I give him a coin. All right. Trying to keep this from everybody. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just 100%. He's excited yeah, about it. I'm excited about your chains. <laughs> um, I gave turned... me Eldritch Blast. I guess I did. <laughs> I turned you, Leo Meliana. I hold out my hand. Do you take one? Yeah. Okay. Take I one. go to you, Sasha. Kind of. I'm assuming you're seated. Yeah. Again, go down. Do you trust this man? No. He's a trickster god. Why would I trust him? His entire capability is launched on deceit. But we I might agree. need him. Do you want this? I can hold on to it for you. And if it helps... Yeah. He's no, no longer a no, god. No, because if something happens to all of you, I need to be able to use it. Finley has a point. I mean, he's I give it to no you. longer a god, so how... Yeah, well, he's a trickster, but like... Well, the gods are still gods, even if they lose their power. We've learned that already. We've been through that before. Regardless of what happens, even if they're thrusted into immortal form, they can once again ascend back to full capability. Better to be his friend now than later. He's not my friend. He's not mine either, but he is my boss now, sort of. I'm sorry for you. Is what it is. I jumped in the bag. I dough the last one in a coat inside of my pocket, but we'll see what I do with it later on. Um, 
Sasha? Yeah. The Emiliana. Yeah. What exactly happened? Oh, um, you guys all became the monster, but like, it was like multiples. So like, you all looked exactly like the monster. Um, the guards didn't, they looked like guards. And I figured they just saw the same thing as me and that's why they started attacking you. Um, so we just looked like monsters. Yeah, like you all, it looked like you all got uh, magically transformed and I thought that um, if I killed the monster, it would break the spell, but then, then like you the original tried to monster. Kill me. Well, that's because after the monster died, you guys didn't turn back. So I didn't try to kill you. I was trying to knock all of you guys out until I can figure out what to do to make y'all not monsters. To be clear, if she had wanted to kill you, you'd be in half. Yeah. Um, I just thought that, you know, since you're all deformed now, that the rest of the city would see you guys and try to kill you. Because I noticed that you guys uh, didn't initially attack me, which told me that you were still you. You were just ugly now. Yeah, okay. Sure. I wanted to, like, fix that. But I was like, I guess I must knock them all out and drag them somewhere and get some magic help. Or at least get you home. Well, I appreciate I it. Communicate with you guys either. You were all talking like <laughs> when we were fighting the man with the dog. Did any of this happen then? No. I can't remember. No, uh, he did not. Know. He did not mutate. He just his eyes went black, and then he okay. got started using magic. Yep. Okay. And his body coalesced into shadow, and or coalesced into. Uh, like fog, black fog. Yeah. My just only- like, oh, sorry. Just like when you were infected with the hair of dust, mm. you did not turn into a monstrosity. Interesting. My only issue is since you all looked identical, I, I didn't know who was who. Um, I assume the person who attacked me is Voss. And that the person that I knocked down was Venley. And then I think I attacked Seisha early on. Well, attacked is a loose term. <laughs> what about you, Seisha? What did you say? Yes. Um, I saw. I saw my solar torn apart and grow tentacles and then I went to the far realm and it called my name and it's I feel like it's it's trying to establish claim and it's going after things that are important to me you you went to the the void with the eyes. I went beyond that. I went back to the far realm, where we went that night, with 
the flesh pods and the ships. How could it have just done that just by looking at you? Uh, V goes over to hug Seisha. She just kind of melts into V. And it's about that time that you all hear a firm knock against the door. That's going to be the cops. I... I, I go, got it. Yep. I go with you. Uh, yep. <laughs> Let's go talk to the cops! Sure. Sounds like a good rollicking time. I'll let you open the door. You're more presentable. <laughs> I dust myself off. I try to clean up any blood. I attempt to do the same. And I, I clean going... them. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Right. And then we will open the door. All right. Standing before you is a four squad of sea watch accompanied by a half elven woman in heavy plate armor with quick release fasteners connecting instead of the standard looped and hold leather strapping. Her deep brunette hair sits at shoulder length just past the edge of her metal flanged throat and neck guard. The white tunic beneath her armor dyed with the blue and silver patterning of the seaward banners. Across her back attached to a three strapped leather harness Across her shoulders sits a black ironwood quarterstaff. Her face looks young and kind for her rank, but her eyes tell the story of a battle-hardened and wise warrior, a definitive sign of both her human and fey bloodline. From her lips hangs a series of leather, uh, from her hips hangs a series of leather pouches as well as a double frog sheathed uh, short and long sword. Above the bottom lip of both her pauldrons, is a, is, as well as the badge currently used as a brooch, reads the name Hawkwinter. Good morrow. I'm Captain Hawkwinter. I see you're staying at young Lord Never Ember's villa. And she looks past you. Ah, Lady Cathala. Condolences for your family not being your uh, keen on your chosen partner. Some people just can't forget the past and project the fears of the parents onto their children. I am to assume you are her help? Hmm. Just to let you all know, I've personally seen him grow to be a good man, and as long as he's keeping you all out of trouble, I see no need to meddle. However, this is not the case, as I have reports of a monstrosity causing chaos within my ward that has been linked to your involvement in putting it down. I also have reports of your group attacking my officers in conjunction with this altercation. This is the second time with a party of your description, and she looks around, at this house, that I've had to look into. A third time if you take into account the mistaken identity of a certain Harold Hobbleton. Well. Apologies, Mr. Cord. I do expect better of my officers. However, you are hereby detained as a magistrate's order and investigation will take place. Any active non-compliance will, until told otherwise, will be treated as hostile, in which deadly force can and will be used against you. Do you understand and willingly comply? Sounds pretty reasonable to me. We have nothing to hide. Once you take a look around, you'll see that everything made sense. Ah. Vinley takes her necklace out from her, like... The robes and... Yeah, yeah and just mm-hmm. puts the, the force gray symbol out on display. Okay. Okay. Uh, the half-elven woman nods, making sure you are all relocated and secured back uh, with Branderthal Villa. 
as she assigns two officers to every exit as well as one on each corner of the property. For the next 30 minutes, you are all unimpeded, unbothered, or questions as tensions rise amongst you all. Knowing you have just moved back to Renair's place as a safe haven to avoid the collateral damage from those in your alley, you realize the consequences of not tiptoeing through the eggshells of civil law in a world being overrun by chaos. What are you all doing? Within, are you guys doing anything in that 30 minutes? Keeping an eye on everyone here, seeing if they're doing anything erstwhile out of place. Anything I see identifying marks that might belie them as being something else. It's a combination of investigation and insight, and I know I can only make one, so I would go with insight to check the guards' intentions, as well as Lady Silverhawks. Um, can I do that? You can. Hawk Winter. Hawk Winter, sorry. That's okay. Uh, and yes, you can go ahead and make me an insight check on that. Sir. Um, and may I play Seisha's favorite song? Absolutely. Oh. Go ahead and make a performance check. Nice. I'm going to use D&D's new roller. Thank you, D&D. D&D Beyond. Eight, 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 18. Uh, that's, that's what I rolled. Nice. Um, you look over the guards and they are 100% stoic. There is no, they are on duty. They are, they take taking their position seriously. Um, you're being watched, but at the same time, uh, those who are not watching you are watching their perimeter and where their post is. Um, are, Despite... they, are the guards inside with us? No, no, no. They are uh, at every exit on the outside and at every corner of the property. So they are not invasive. They're not in, in the room itself. As I said, you are unimpeded, or as I've said, you're unimpeded and unhindered. Um, you're just unallowed to leave the property until you are questioned and or sentenced by a magistrate. Uh, Voss, you do notice watching these, um, despite what happened 30 minutes ago mm. from the watch losing their mind. You see that these are all very well organized and seem very well trained. Yep. Are they the same people we saw earlier? No. Nope. Okay. Laura Quinhawk Winter. Captain mm. Laura Quinhawk Winter. She's the second longest serving captain in the city. Her troops are going to be really good her troops. Her guardsman, the watch under her command is going to be very capable. They serve well because she trains them well. She's a very smart woman, so don't try to beguile or second guess her. We have oh, me, I would I would never beguile anyone. We have nothing to hide. We were the saviors of today. I'm not going to try to trick someone from the watch. Often. Do I? I'm going to go ahead and ask this. Because I believe it was, may have been close to that. Do I recognize the guard I stabbed? You stabbed an actual guard, not a watch member. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Never mind then. Yep. Gar the guard watched the walls surrounding Neverwinter. The watch patrol the streets. <laughs> I think that if he had shown up, he'd have been like... I will say this. You recognize one of the men on the corners, the far corner, back corner, as the man that chased you down for miles and did not give up. I keep out of his sight as much as possible <laughs> yeah. without being conspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to roll a stealth for that, I will. No, you're nah, inside nah. the house. Yep. Okay, cool. So I should take oh, that is where I will off. stay. 
and just goes back and sits next to V and just kind of cuddles into her. Okay. Um, and as you do, um, Harold begins to play your favorite song um, and you kind of let the music wash over you. Voss and anyone that wants to look, uh, hearing some commotion outside, you look to see a familiar female magistrate escorted by two other even more familiar detectives. Damn. Oh. <laughs> you watch them through the windows as they stop at each of the adjacent homes at the intersection of Mendever and Wim Street as they speak to the homeowners and gather information. I walk up to you, Harold, as you're playing. Kind of come up and I say, give me the stone that you got. Oh, okay. We, we need to be really careful about making any ploys right now. I not have making the a ploy, other I just stone, need if that's what you're looking for. No, I mean the oh. black jet oh, oh, stone oh, sorry. Okay. that I asked him to get. I hand it to him. Okay. Just hold on it, keep it. Um, want to do this secretly if I can. You're, you're, oh, from the other players? No, from, I don't care if the players see them, the guards. You are, you are inside, there are no guards inside. Okay, cool, I yeah. take it then, thank yep. you. Mm -hmm. uh, the two detectives then uh, stop the magistrate as they continue to look over the scene. The, mag uh, the mage's protector Barnabas, using his arcane detection through the, his glasses and spritzer bottle, as Sergeant Cromley traces a few steps, as if trying to replicate a combatant dance, as he has a combative dance that he has never seen before. They look over the body, currently covered uh, by a laid-out white sheet, as Barnabas casts a spell, and he as he cleans his glasses with a small bit of fleece as a small, nearly invisible shimmer ripples out from him in a 20-foot area around the crime scene. Is Finley watching this? He can be. Uh, I'm definitely watching it. Can I roll Arcana? Yeah. You can. Uh, Harold, you will have advantage on this, uh, and Finley, you can also make an Arcana check. I don't need advantage. Well, there's a reason, why, there's a reason why Harold has advantage. I think she rolled really well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> With my digital dice roller, I rolled a 25. Ooh, nice. With my digital dice roller, I rolled a 12. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't, it's a different type of uh, magic casting, so you don't quite pick it up. Uh, Binley, you notice that he is casting major image to obfuscate the crime scene from civilians. Oh, okay. Nice. If you would, uh, since you know this, you can look further into it if you so wish to see past the illusion. Uh, you can like make an investigation check. All right. Let's see. That's an 18. Uh, okay. Those of you that are not peering through, watch as the two detectives stand around the covered body as they converse for a few minutes, but seem to do nothing beyond just standing around. Vinley, you watch the detective move to uncover the body as they look it over intently. Barnabas squats and crouches down to inspect the finest details while Cromley lays down next to it in the same splayed position it is in. You can make out that he is trying to determine the killing blow from how the body lays fallen. You watch the portly man wave off the ward captain who questions him while he pilfers through the fallen man's pouches. You see him first pull a pocket watch from a tattered vest pocket open it, then return it. Next, he looks over a hand as he inspects a ring from as he uh, presses it into a page from his notebook. 
Cromley gets Barnabas's attention, showing him something burned into the flesh of the corpse, but it is too far away for you to see any detail. After gaining their information, the two detectives, accompanied by both the magistrate and the ward captain, make their way towards you, followed by a knock at the door. I stay pressed against the wall, trying to just seem as small as possible. I've got it. I walk to the kitchen doorway. Seisha stands up and goes and answers the door. Yeah, I, I flank Seisha in case she oh, help. I leave the room then. Go into the kitchen. Okay. Okay. I stay with Seisha. Yep. Okay. Standing before you is Captain Hawkwinter, Sergeant Cromley, Magus Protector Blastwind, and the Magistrate. That oh, Harold. Yeah, yeah, Harold is like eyeing the magistrate. Like, that, doesn't look happy about this. Yep, yep. The same is... one that took you into custody when V's father came to have him arrested. Good afternoon. What up, like She nods. Sergeant Cromley, Barnabas Blastwin, Magister O'Connolly. These are the known suspects of the ward officer's attack, as well as the witnesses in the aberration attack that took place in the city streets. Where are the rest of your party? In the uh, kitchen, I believe. I walk out upon hearing this. I'm just standing in the doorway. Oh. Seems we have a recurrence of this property. There was some conflicting evidence from the watch and neighbors about what was seen. Make sure to question thoroughly. Indeed we will. Um, especially with this group who we've taken uh, only a mere 24 hours ago or so about a different death in the North Ward. Isn't that right, Miss Vallespard? It is. Ah, it seems trouble likes to follow these ruffians. Ah, we, we know um, one to be a gray hand of the Black Staff and Miss Vallespard has been very compliant with all of our investigations thus far as the devout of Ogma and potential understudy of the retired sergeant here. However, this is quite troubling. The two men step into the marble tiled foyer only a few feet before stopping once again. We... Two second, hold on, hold on. And you see the tall, skinny man put his hand out in front of the shorter, more squat man. Bonds, watch your step. There seems to be a mess upon the floor. Looks like the remnants of something or someone dissolved here. Ah, yes, acidic foul play, perhaps. Uh, could be another Manchun attack. I don't know. Judging by the consistency and color, I'd say it is the muddy form of an expended homunculi. You see him, like, scrape his finger through the leftover residue on the floor and twist it through his fingers. Ah, but do not miss the leftover components that look to be the inner workings of a Latana nimble right. Curious. Well, while I've got your attention, uh, I don't understand what a magistrate has to do with what we're doing here. <clears throat> Well, gentlemen, as fascinating as this often is, despite its invasive and acrimonious diction, can we please proceed? And to answer your question, Mr. Cord, the magistrate is here to carry out a sentencing if any foul play is ascertained. Thrilling. Their track record has been stellar so far. Again, our apologies, Mr. Cord. I do expect more of my sea ward. You can call me Harold. Are you saying that there was not a 
disagreements uh, in who your identity is? No, I'm just saying that's what everybody up at the Capitol seems to call me. Um, that the record has been struck clean. You are Mr. Cord, are you not? I am. Yes. Then Mr. Cord, I will call you. Ah, uh, yes, well, apologies. A uh, mere fun game, Seth and I, um, when we work together. Uh, do I say that this uh, group does bring quite a lot of fun in the games that we like to play. Sergeant Cromley and I have gathered statements and conducted our investigation of the crime scene, and we have found some fairly conclusive evidence. In order to make sure you do not have a rehearsed corroborative story, we will be interviewing three of you at random. Also, you will be separated until the investigation has been concluded. Uh, we will be starting with uh, you, Mr. Ronto, I believe it was. You see the smaller, portlier man standing about a foot shorter than the other smiles up at you, Voss, seemingly almost blind behind the layered goggles that wrap around his golden yellow blonde head. Not much more than his nose can be seen from the ruby-lensed goggles with arcane etchings and a thick, bushy beard with a curled mustache. Uh, the late, middle-aged, retired sergeant stares past you as his dark circles and heavy-bagged eyes trail off, scanning for a private area to conduct the investigation. He raises his notebook and quill in hand as if to gesture for you to escort them deeper into the house. Why don't you use the salon in the front room? I would prefer a, a closed in room. I'll take you upstairs into a private set of quarters then. As, um, as they leave, um, they uh, out to, to almost no one in the room. Uh, will you put on a, a, a pot of tea uh, uh, for me? Uh, Earl Grey, twist of lemon, touch of lavender, dollop of honey. Two sugars for is good for me, thank you. And as they continue on. I escort them into, I will say uh, the first room, one of the rooms that I find. I don't want to go into Seisha's, Vinley's, or Harold's though, or mine. Okay, you, you can find a, um, like an office room. Yeah, almost like yeah. a study. Yeah. A small study. Uh, most of the furniture has been taken out of it. It's just like a couple, like uh, a couch, a couple chairs, a table, and empty bookcases. That suits me. Okay. Um, as you take them in there, uh, understand that these will be mostly yes or no questions ascertaining to you or your compatriots' involvement. If elaboration is needed, we will ask for your additional information. As be as truthful as possible for yours and the city's benefit. Understood? Yes. Good. Are you of sound body and mind willing to participate in this investigation? That's two questions. No, it's one question this in, in whole. I am of sound mind and body. Did you or anyone involved actively see what started the original altercation between the two men at the fountain? No. I don't know exactly why they were fighting. I just saw it from a distance. Did you or anyone involved actively threaten or take aggression, leth or aggressive lethal action towards any of the active watch involved? Yes, did I you did. Did you or anyone involved actively manipulate the watch arcanely or otherwise? No, none of us involved. I want the record to state that I only attacked in self-defense after the watch, for lack of a better term, lost their senses and became of unsound mind and body. 
will be added to the record. Do you or anyone involved actively try to, did anyone, uh, did you or anyone involved actively try to help the active watch on the scene, specifically in aiding or assisting with prolonging them to maintain a healthy living state? None of the blows I made on them were lethal. We all made sure to not kill them. We all made sure to keep their safety in mind. Did you or anyone involved actively cause hindrance in the active watch's involvement between the altercation of the two men? Repeat that question, please. Of course. Did you or anyone involved actively cause hindrance in the active watch's involvement between the altercation of the two men? No, the watch did not arrive on this altercation until I called them. Did you or anyone involved take lethal action towards either of the noblemen involved? We only took action after he transformed into a monstrosity. At that point, I don't think he counts as a nobleman. While they were in human form, no, none of us took lethal action. Can you um, elaborate on what happened to the other noble? The other noble, I was too far away to prevent it, was, for lack of a better term, eaten or absorbed by the noble post-transformation. Is there anything else you would like to add as a brief conclusion to yours or other defenses and explanation of occurrences? Yes. It is very clear that due to their argument, which I could hear from a distance away, the noble that transformed was on a drug of some sort. Their argument seemed to revolve around this drug, one wanting them to stop, and the other not even really getting a word out before transforming into a monstrosity. Thank you. Uh, could you pre please bring in... Sorry, guys. Yep. <clears throat> uh, v. Gathala. Lady Gathala. Yeah, Lady Gathala. Certainly. Will I get a copy of this record before you leave? Uh, we will tell you what happens, and um, the magistrate will administer judgment. So be it. I thank you for your up. cooperation. You are most welcome. And do make sure the tea comes up with you. Thank you. I go downstairs. Um, finishing up the tea. Yep. I'm drinking wine. Yep. Viomeliana, they want to see you next. I was muted, sorry. Cool, I guess. Um, before I go, did, did, did you guys see that you were monsters too? No. Just be honest, be. Okay. Be well, honest. yeah, I just didn't know if you guys knew. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Okay. No, no. Here, take, take their tea to them. Right, so she takes the tea and goes to them. I don't stop her from doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I offer a glass of wine to Voss. I... Thank you, but I do not take it. Yeah. Um, just so you know, everybody that is 
not being currently investigated, uh, the magistrate and the uh, captain is in the room with you. Yep. Grand. Okay. Yep. They're not doing anything, just, you know, watching, making sure that you're not, mainly you're not discussing uh, a cooperative story to try. Right. And, yeah, that's basically all they're doing. Harold is trying not to stare at the magistrate, but you know he has thirty-seven good reasons why he is. So, Harold, would you play that song again? Which song? What? My favorite one. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play. Here's a little ditty for you guys. And uh, Harold seems to loosen up a little bit at the mention of playing music. And may I play a song again? Yeah, of course. Cool. Uh, it's a twenty-three. Oh my god, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, the magistrate and the captain do not show right. any sign of, a, of of enjoyment or or whatnot, but there is but you know, they don't stop you from playing. Yeah. Right. It's good enough they don't be like, all right, enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Finley kind of wiggle dances in the stool that she's in. <laughs> Turn off the bagpipes. <laughs> uh all right, V. Um, as you make your way upstairs, um, you bring in the tea. Um they uh Oh, thank you. Excellent. Lady Gathala, please. Uh, um, eh, a bit of a change, but uh, my last name's actually Vetterock now, after my grandmother. Okay. And you see them make a note? Of course. Lady Vetterock. Yeah. Underst understand that these will be mostly yes or no questions ascertaining to you or your compatriots' involvement. If elaboration is needed, we will ask for you for additional information and be as truthful as possible for yours and the city's benefit. Do you okay. understand? Yes, I understand. Good. Are you of sound body and mind willingly participating in this investigation? Yes. Did you or anyone involved actively see what started the original altercation between the two men at the fountain? Um, they were fighting about something, and then one turned into a giant monster, and then okay. attacked the other dude. You do not know what they were altercating over? No. Did you or anyone involved actively threaten or take aggression and a aggressive lethal action towards any of the active watch involved? Of the guards? Um, no. Um, I mean, the... No, no, not... They, like, technically attacked, but it's because the guards came and attacked. Which I'm sure from the guards' standpoint, it looked like we were all just, like, in a big fight there was the monster and then from my perspective it was a little weird because i got like brain zapped by the monster we'll get to that shortly everyone but the watch looked like monsters yeah it's, so, he, they hold they hold out their hands so that you don't go into this tirade as we said we will ask you for elaboration when the time is appropriate oh sorry I, yes or no will suffice okay did you or anyone involved actively manipulate the watch arcanely or otherwise Wait, did I say that again? Did you or anyone involved actively manipulate the watch, arcanely or otherwise? Um, I definitely think they were manipulated by the monster that manipulated me. But none of my people have the ability to do that. Okay. That I know of. 
Did you or anyone involved actively try to help the active watch on the scene, specifically in aiding or assisting with prolonging them to maintain a healthy living state? Yeah, totally. When I saw that the watch was attacking my friends, I was like, oh my God, I got to make sure my friends don't attack the watch back and everyone gets hurt. So uh, I tried to stop a simple it. Simple yes will suffice. Thank you. Oh. Did you or anyone involved actively cause hindrance in the active watch's involvement between the altercation of the two men? No. Did anyone, you or anyone involved, take lethal action towards either of the noblemen involved? Like after he transformed into a monster? Yeah. What about the second nobleman? The one who was human? No. Is there anything else you would like to add as a brief conclusion to you or others' defenses and explanation of occurrences? Yes. Elaborate. It looks like a monster to me because I got brain zapped. And so at first I was like, oh my God, all my friends transform in the monsters. But then I noticed that my friends weren't attacking me or each other. So I was like, they must not know that they're monsters and still be them on the inside. So then I was like, oh my gosh, I, I got to take down this monster in order to break this weird spell that it cast on my friends because I didn't realize it was me who had a spell cast on. And then when he was, when the monster was taken down, my friends were still monsters. And that's when the watch uh, came by. And I assumed the watch saw what I saw, which is a bunch of monsters. And so I was like, oh my God, this, what a misunderstanding, crap. Everyone's gonna hurt each other. I don't want that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna knock out all of my monster friends and get them help before the watch hurts them. I mean, I was just scared of the watch act like killing my friends because mm. they thought they were monsters or something. Mm. So I was mm. trying to make sure no one died. Thank you, Lady Vedarak. We understand you've repeated yourself at least three times. Thank yep. you so much, and we very much appreciate it. <laughs> I just needed to make sure that you knew. We understand, and thank know. you so much for your compliance in this. If you would be oh so kind and send up Lady Vellaspot, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you for your cooperation. No problem. Oh, poor V. So, yeah, so she uh, goes downstairs and is just like, um, anyways, Seisha, you're up. Okay. Harold gives you the thumbs up and just like, just be honest, is what you're best at. I am. She will head upstairs. Vinley's gonna look at Harold as soon as she's all the way up the stairs and say, "You can stop playing the music." Now. Oh no! The moment the door shuts, he stops and he just goes <sighs> back to watching the magistrate. Okay. <clears throat> it is good to see you. I wish it were under better circumstances. <laughs> Me too. So, let us. Start this off, shall we? 
Understand that these will be mostly yes or no questions ascertaining to you or your company a compatriot's involvement. If elaboration is needed, we will ask for your additional information and be as truthful as possible for yours and the city's benefit. Do you understand? I do. Good. Are you of sound body and mind willingly participating in this investigation? I believe so. Okay. Did you or anyone involved actively see the what started the original altercation between the two men at the fountain? Yes, I did. Would you please, in as brief a words possible, explain what occurred between the two men leading to your involvement or identify those who would know if you cannot? I walked outside when I heard shouting. Um, one of the men was appearing to be under the influence of something. Given the fact his eyes turned black, I assume it was hero dust. I further assume it was that, given the fact that he transformed into a creature resembling a corpse that I saw recently at the temple of Kalimvor, who died from ingestion of hero dust. They seem to take some notes. Yep. Did you or anyone involved actively threaten or take aggressive lethal action towards any of the watch involved? I don't know. They seem kind of perplexed. Okay. Did you or anyone involved actively manipulate the watch arcanely or otherwise? I don't know. Did you or anyone involved actively try to help the active watch on the scene, specifically in aiding or assisting with prolonging them to maintain a healthy living state? I don't know. Did you or anyone involved actively cause hindrance in the active watch's involvement between the altercation of the two men? I don't know. And did you or anyone involved take lethal actions towards either of the noblemen involved? We... Well, I can't say we. I lethal action was taken against the man who transformed into the monster. I put that together because when I came to, it was dispatched. I can't say for certain whether that was my compatriots or the city watch. Miss Valisbard, you are making this not an easy choice to train you. I understand these entities are tied, I believe, to the far realms, and their presence can sometimes cause bouts of, for lack of a better way to put it, madness. I understand that sometimes when you are trying to do good for the city, the underlying tar you're trying to get rid of gets stuck to your shoe and tends to follow. It's why I quit the watch after going too deep into an investigation of the mass lord murders or the death mask assassinations, as we called it then. I believe you want to help the city, so please, if you can, enlighten me the details you think we've missed. Manshun is distributing harrow dust through the city. This concoction twists and morphs people into abominations. 
in addition to causing a euphoric state. We have been directly threatened by him because of stumbling across this information. That's why he showed up in our bar. That's why he killed Flinrick. Because we were getting too close to causing damage to his agenda. Why did he stop? Because he made certain members of my companions promise that they would cease any involvement that would go against his agenda. I did not make that promise. Do you think he will see it that way? I really don't care. I see. I'm sorry, Ms. Valspard. Um, since you could not answer most of our questions, we will have to ask another. Thank you for your cooperation. Could you split, please uh, send up Vindley? Of course. I dodged that bullet. Yeah, call me the one. <laughs> you think I head downstairs. Vindley, uh, they'd like to speak to you. I'm I thought it was three. They said three. They did say three. They did. However, I wasn't helpful. That's fine. Oh. Right, because yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because you don't remember anything. All right, Vinley. The truth will set us free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm taking my wine, and I, I walk upstairs. Carol <laughs> reaches for it as she snatches it out from before he could take it. Ah, ah! Because she walks off with it. Okay. You make your way upstairs. Um, they're sipping on a cup of tea. As you enter, they set it down. Uh, Cromley looks over the glass that you carry in. Do you mind if I inspect what you're drinking? Sure. Okay. And he'll take it, he'll smell it, and then he'll pull out a small collapsing um, container, pour a small little bit of it, stick his finger in, and taste it. He's going to say, I guess you can call it truth serum. Um, as he tastes it, I do not taste traces of truth serum, but I'll have to take your word. Damn. Uh, and as as um, as he does, um, you watch as Cromley takes it, smells it, and hands it back to you. That is a fine year. Thank you. Understand that these will be mostly yes or no questions ascertaining to you or your compatriots' involvement. If elaboration is needed, we will ask for your additional information and be as truthful as possible for yours and the city's benefits. Do you understand? Always. Good. Are you of sound body and mind willingly participating in this investigation? Yes. Did you or anyone involved actively see what started the original altercation between the two men at the fountain? No, I heard them arguing and ran outside when... A simple yes or no is fine. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Did you or anyone involved actively threaten or take aggressive legal lethal action towards any of the active watch involved? Active watch, no. Did you... Yeah, they seem kind of perplexed at that. Could you elaborate on that? Oh, I... As far as I know, no one tried to kill the watch. We were only going for the monster in the street. 
Ah, I understand. Did you or anyone involved actively manipulate the watch, arcanely or otherwise? No, not that I know of. I did find it strange that they were there, and then when I came back from being unconscious from being hit by a giant woman, uh, they were all gone. Did you or anyone involved actively try to help the active watch on the scene, specifically in aiding or assisting with prolonging them to maintain a healthy living state? Yes, we took out the monster. Did you or anyone involved actively cause hindrance in the active watch's involvement between the altercation of the two men? I assume someone did something to get them out of the way so they wouldn't be killed by the monster. Did you or anyone involved take lethal action towards either of the noblemen involved? I did. I took lethal action against the one that transformed into the monster because he ate the other one. I take, you see them take, take note of that? Yep. Is there anything else you would like to add as a brief conclusion to you or others' defense in an explanation of occurrences? We've seen something like this before um, on a very bad night for this city. I was, I saw one of these creatures, something very similar to it, and it drove me to a point of madness to where I could not speak coherently. And it appears that two of my members were corrupted by the same thing. One stood silently while the other one actively tried to take us out thinking we were monsters. Could you identify the uh, member of your party that stood silently? Seja. You see them take a note? It sends them into a trance when they do that. Noted. Thank you. Thank you for your cooperation. Uh, we will deliberate and we will be down to speak with the magistrate. Of course. And, you and will... she'll leave. Okay. Vinley rejoins the rest of you. And after about five or 10 minutes, sitting, I guess, in silence, I am the guard's still positioned at every exit outside. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Seisha just goes and sits next to Voss. And the ma the magistrate and the captain are still in the room with y'all. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's drafty in here. <laughs> Eventually the two men make their way downstairs. Sergeant Cromley, Magistrate Protector Blastwind, what have you ascertained from the suspects? Well, it's complicated. We have multiple different stories. Two of the neighbors claim that these individuals and the watch got into an altercation that happened between the two nobles, one of which has been identified as Roderick Mag Magister, followed by his body being consumed or uh, mutated into one of the few forms we have seen repeating through the city somehow linked to the street narcotic known as Herodust. We also know that when the watch ran off to chase down fiends that portaled into the same area that no other witnesses claimed to see. However, knowing the Magister's past ties to the worshipping Asmodeus, indicated by the scar branded on the left ribcage of said Roderick Magister, we cannot disclude that testimony from evidence, as it is quite possible the Nine Hells have tampered with our plane. But I will note that there were no traces of conjuration, so it is circumstantial and ambiguous testimony at best. 
Also, because we have found the third neighbor unhelpful due to us coming across them at the tail end of them actively consuming their couch cushions and offering no information beyond the mutation, we can assume everyone was under the effects of temporary insanity and therefore not under sound mind uh, to commit conscious criminal acts. We suggest no charges be upheld against them beyond possibly an edict of actively aiding the watch in further investigations of this nature while protecting the watch from coming to any lethal harm. Then it shall be so. I hereby sentence you all to the edict of protecting the watch from lethal harm while aiding them and the city in this matter. Understood? Crystal clear. Yeah. The Sea Ward and the City of Waterdeep thank you, thanks you for your assistance. Good day. And with that, the magistrate turns and walks out. She's real fun at parties, I hear. She is... Woof. Most magistrates are fun at parties, you could say. (laughs) Thank you for your cooperation. Thank you for aiding the city in a time of trouble. You have my thanks. And most of all, thank you for being honest. As he, he winks, as, as the portly man um, tilts his glasses down and winks uh, at Voss. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Internally. Vinley holds up her, her necklace to the half-elf and says, it's my job, and drops it. Of course. Um, and again, thank you and to the, the members of Force Grey for looking into the Herodos moment. If our investigation happens to pull anything else, we will bring it to the Blackstaff's attention and she should then, I imagine, bring it to your attention. Well, men, shall we be on our way? Uh, The captain says Mm -hmm. um, as um, they, without saying a word, um, kind of uh, nod to her and uh, nod to you all. Um, Cromley eyes gaze onto you a little bit longer, Seisha, as he nods um, a little bit deeper. Um, and they all leave, leaving you to yourselves. <sighs> all right, I, who wants a drink? Me. Please. I hold up my wine glass. Actually, no, I don't, I don't want a drink. Seisha, you might want to, well, I would recommend going to sleep, but. No, no. Yeah, I forgot about the nightmares. Then again, the first time. old bubble bath? I'm fine. I love a good bubble bath, personally. V goes into the kitchen and try to find some hard liquor. I go into the kitchen and grab a glass of water. What time is it? Um, it, it was about three. It's uh, around four now. You can find um, uh, a bottle of whiskey. And uh, mm-hmm. anything else that you so wish to find within the kitchen? I just uh, find whiskey and some shot glasses. And I come back out of the kitchen with a glass of water. Yeah, and I come back out of the kitchen. Um, I hand a shot glass to uh, Harold and one to Voss, if he so chooses to take it. Pass. And at okay. that point, Vinley walks up and hands you a glass of water. I'll take that. Thank you. As you are all drinking, and with the, the edict sentence out, the four of them 
uh, now gone. A familiar man in a blue tunic and long rose gold hair rushes in with a look of concerned perplexity across his face. Everyone all right? I tried to approach earlier, but I was held up and detained from intervening with an investigation. What happened now? Who are you? Who is this, Renair? Renair. It is Renair. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's Renair. I was like, is it Renair? Oh, it is Renair. People transforming to monsters in the streets and eating other people. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Also, um, a okay. god showed up for a while. Oh, all right. We suspect and some far round involvement. Uh, I see. That is going to be more of a problem than we initially thought, I see. We had mm -hmm. an altercation yeah. with we had an altercation with someone on the streets. They transformed into a monstrosity. The watch got involved. No one was found guilty of anything. Life moves on. Do you I know suppose. do you know who it was? A ma it mar magister? Margister? Margister. Like Roderick Roderick Margister. Roderick. Oh Roddy. His name seem familiar? No, no, not at all to me. No. Uh, you Renair. know the Margisters. They're a noble house. Um, so does V. Okay, yeah. All right. I, mean, I know of them. Yeah. What about you, Renier? I am familiar with the family. Um, the Margister family is actually known for Asmodeus ties and magic ability, but Roderick was raised by his mother and uncle, and wasn't magically inclined. He followed his father and mother's footsteps, and from what from what we've been able to ascertain, he followed in his parents' footsteps and sold his soul to Asmodeus for arcane power. But after discovering this, his uncle lost faith in his family and moved away. From what I understand, Roderick was ashamed of himself and losing the only father figure he ever knew, turned his back on the cult and sought redemption. Prime target for a drug addict. Possibly. He was crippled and very weak, taking away all of his abilities for magic. At least that's what I we have been able to ascertain. I thought Roderick was the one who was eaten. Uh, Rod, they said that Roderick was eaten or consumed by the thing, the form that he took. Right. It was oh, okay. Yeah, yep. they. Oh, so he transformed and was taken over by what he transformed into. Yeah, this yeah. Is, because of the conflicting stories, they could not say who was eaten, um, because to some people it looked like a monstrosity showed up and ate both noblemen, um, mm. but others say that one turned into one and consumed the other. Uh, but Roderick was the one that the body they were looking over. Yeah, and it because there was no other body of the second nobleman, his identity was never mentioned right. because they have no idea who it was. Got it. Are you all right? Is everybody okay? Physically. Yeah, I, um... Uh, well, he, he actually looks to you, V. Finley and, out. Uh, he look, when he says that, he looks to you and you kind of see him. Are, are you all right? 
Me? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Okay. Um, I just f- feel uh bad emotionally because I thought all my friends turned into monsters and that it was my job to stop them and knock them all out. Oh. So I'm struggling with that. You got one fourth of the way there. <laughs> um Ooh, there's a death glare coming your way. <laughs> And then um, uh, Stacia um, was mentally teleported to the far realm. I'm fine. All right, I'm, I'm glad you're all safe. Speaking of, real quick, to those of it that it matters, did we have time for a short rest? Uh, through this time? No. Yeah. You have, because it was... Well, I'd, I'd say yes. Yeah, the you only thing have, that you did okay. was a conversation. Absolutely, 100% yeah. yes. Yeah. So doesn't matter to me, but anybody's got yeah. Anybody who wants HP. to take a short rest, you're more than welcome to spend some hit dice and regain some hit dice. Did I? Wait, because wait. I was playing music during that. Did they get my song nice. of rest? Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Added nice. Uh, so you well, can add one d6 to yes. your first die roll if you're going to use hit die. Um. Uh. Oh damn. Harold V, uh, may I have a word with you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's a new there's a new song I heard that I need you to help me play. Uh, can, let us go into the music parlor and I can show it to you. I'd love that. It'd be perfect. Insight. <laughs> sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, seven. Um, As they leave, Finley leans over to Voss and says, I wonder if it's played on a harp. Of course it is. That was my thought, too. You I all leave. Sure. You all leave the main open entranceway down one of the hallways to a large closed off room with a wide open area for ballroom dancing. A few nice small ornate two seated tables line the walls with a singular white embroidered couch on the far end. Against the huge window in the center is a grand piano, a large standing harp and a full assortment of other instruments to conduct a small orchestra. Harold, Something your trained ears notice instantly just from talking and walking through the room is the beautiful acoustics of this room. Oh, man, I should have been hanging out in here a long time ago. This is a nice room. What's what's the spacing in here? It's nice. It's good. Look at that. Wow. It's my favorite room. Yeah, no kidding. It's a solid room. This is like accordion heaven, basically. I can't say an accordion has ever been played in here. Well, and I will play a short uh, little... <laughs> as, as, as you start to go to play, he goes, but before you do, okay. we need to discuss some hard business. Let's do it. Do you know about the blood and fortune pits run by the Xanathar Guild? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're in another room. Oh, did they- both of them go? Yes. yes. Yeah. Harold, V, and Renair walked away. Oh, I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is, it is just the three of them. Yeah, H- Harold's like, yeah, we're familiar. Yeah. Those are the ones, uh, the death pits, right? Yeah, and they're, they're holding a next major fight on the 16th, I think. Yeah, I was actually in- invited to it. Ah, Okay. Well, a fellow wise owl sang a song about an informant we have on the inside of the guild. Rumor has it he has befriended another double agent who works in the shadows for someone else. 
We are unsure as to who this accomplice is or who they work for, so keep your eyes and ears open for those that may try to help. However, also be wary as the Xanathar Guild is actively looking for you, and you may get double-crossed yourselves. Because what? of the way... Why us? You all know that the Xanathar Guild is yeah. hunting you. Like, yeah. like that's not what? hidden knowledge. Like, not, well, not, just, not just Harold and V, the like, royal like, you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In that case, you won't ask that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. Oh, I, thought, I thought you meant, like, me and Harold. Yeah, 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 yeah specifically, yeah. like, yeah. what did we do? We already... Yeah. We've already... Uh, he'll say, you and your group. Okay, well, that makes more sense. Well, yeah. Because of the ways of the Harpers, I do not know the identity of the Harper on the inside. All you need to do is find a way into those pits. As you said, you've been invited, so that might be the easiest way is to sign up for a fight. Hopefully, you have an idea of where to look into that. Once inside, you'll hopefully be contacted by the Harper who has plans to bring the whole organization down. Do this, and you'll be well on your way to becoming Bright Candles. But the minute we get there, I mean, they'll know who we are, and won't they? I mean, they're looking for us. I can make us look different. The only difference, the only problem is you can't look like a noble. I don't know the rules surrounding these games. See what you can find out. But I would, ass I would assist you. However, I'm already assigned to another mission looking further into this hero dust dilemma. No worries. You need to focus on that. We'll take care of this. Okay. Ooh. But I've never been. You will have at least one, possibly two, help on the inside. Our agent and whoever is helping them. Okay. All we need to do is figure out who they are. Yeah. We can do that. And just so you know, out of game, today is the fifteenth. I know. Okay. So that means tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> So uh, on an out-of-play level, should we be focusing on doing this now, or should we be figuring out who these people are now, or do we need to wait for the actual games? You yeah. Out-of-play, you know that there's no way to know who they are until you are inside. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cool. that's, what, that's what I was trying to get at. was like, yeah. would Harold be thinking, oh, should I need to get on this now? I'm running out of time. Or is it, okay, cool, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. what Renair was hinting towards of you figuring out is how to get in. Right, fair. Yeah. Yeah, and, do I sign yeah. up for this ahead of time, or do I just sort of show up? That's gotcha. That's yep. what we got to figure out. Yep. All right. Well, I guess Harold, we need to figure out where we're going. Well, we looks like we have something to do today. <laughs> it's, um, we can head to the others now. Um, but actually, hold on. I'll be right back. Don't move. Um, and uh, Renair will come back to the group. Uh. Could I see the rest of you? Sure. Yeah. This way. And he will take you to the music room. I thought you would like a bigger audience, Harold. Oh, baby! Oh, no. Harold uh, uh, is actually, because I've been playing the accordion all day and uh, I can see Vinley's tired of it. Is there a big piano in this room? Oh, yeah, there's a Absolutely. grand piano. Harold... Almost any instrument you could want in, to play a small orchestra. You see Harold like grin, like kind of like die down into a more serious expression as he kind of flips his coat out and he sits down to play. I'm going to roll. I die. I had a roll a long time. Ooh, one of these. Ooh. I believe it's a gift set as well. So I'm like excited. Come on. Okay. Uh, 27. 
you play a beautiful entrancing melody and for everyone involved this is sounds like the best song harold's ever played and you're not sure if it's just because he's not playing a uh, an accordion that you're tired of hearing maybe or uh the fact that you've never heard him play a piano or it could also be the perfectly tuned acoustics of the room but it is it's awe-inspiring as far as this song that he begins to just weave on the keys of this piano uh can i give someone bardic inspiration absolutely <laughs> sure i'm gonna i feel like seisha needs it most i'll give it to her Okay. Seisha, you were granted bardic inspiration. Hooray! Um, it only lasts 10 minutes, but hey, maybe yeah. something will happen in 10 minutes. There you go. <laughs> I just thought it was cool flavor. Yeah, uh, no, I love Harold it. will kind of finish and sweep his hair back, and he'll stand up and he'll be like, I like it. Good ivories on this sucker. Harold. And he will casually dust himself off and, right, what's the plan for today? You sure you don't want to switch your accordion for a guitar? <laughs> Harold's gonna laugh at that too. I don't know what that is, and I don't. I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, you um, don't want to. There's a contraption I saw where it's like imagine like a keyboard that's like small and like goes around you, but it's also like a guitar, but you play keys. I technically can play it, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Anyways, I'm wanted to check on you i'm glad you're good um vinley i am looking into herodas stuff in accordance with force gray um as kind of a joint operation uh, if i find anything out i will be the you'll be the first to know thank you um but i'm glad you are well i'll leave you to your days i have a few meetings i have to get to myself it is i'm glad to see you are safe and Please try to stay out of trouble. Hey, likewise to you, buddy. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> um, dinner later, um, if not tonight, then the following night. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I feel like I don't get to see you guys as often as I like. I would love that. That'd be perfect. That sounds wonderful. Um, then well, we'll take it a day at a time, depending on what, what all we get into, but I would very much like that. And he... Um, walks over to UV and kisses you on the cheek and then leaves. That was sweet. That was adorable. That was kind oh! of is, is it like officially like you two are like... I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Maybe? He kissed you on the face. On Has he kissed you on the lips? That's about as far as we've gone is cheek. So cheek no is lips. good. Cheek is good. Cheek solid. That's like a fourth of the way to first base. Did he discuss primarily Harper business with you, or is this something you wish to share with the rest of us? If not, I understand, but I will ask. Wait, what? What, what was the question? I'm sorry, I was giggling at my own joke. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I will say that's in game. Voss size waits for you to finish laughing at your own joke. <laughs> Is what you discussed for the ears of the rest of us. If not, I understand. Uh 
I'm going to go with if he took me into another room, it probably wasn't for everybody. As you wish, then. That much having been said, um, we may we may all end up going on a mission, at which point I will divulge everything. At your discretion, then. Until I know it's a thing, just assume it's not a thing. Very well. Everything's always a thing. That's the problem. That's what you'll probably end up finding out. Yeah, after um, that, you know, party, I've realized that just because you get invited to something doesn't mean you should go. Accurate. Well, the day is growing, starting to grow short. If there's anything that needs to be done, we should do it now. I have some errands I also would like to run. Me too. Yeah. I want to go to the font and talk to the savant, and if she can't give me answers... I want to go see Mana. I'll and go with you. Very well. Voss, you good by yourself? I won't be traveling anywhere that'll be particularly dangerous. Okay. I'll be going to the Sea Ward today to visit the Rosinars. Good plan. Why? Because they may have a piece of what we need. Um, and besides, we're a bar. We need drink. And they are wine merchants. Voss, is it a good idea for you to go talk to them alone? Can you... I'll be fine. I've been, around, I've been around Harold enough to know how to act foppish when the occasion strikes That's me. That's not what I'm worried about. I should be fine. Okay. Thank you for your concern, though. I hope that everything goes well, particularly since what just transpired. I hope you find the knowledge you're seeking. Thanks. See you tonight. See you all tonight. And with that, I will leave. Okay. You make your way out. Um, where are the rest of you guys doing? Um, uh, well, Harold and I, I guess, are going to go. Yep. Sign up. <laughs> Figure out you where. Know, on the death fighting ring oh. bulletin board. You know, one of those just right out in front of. coming up, isn't it? Oh, I did not say that in play. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are you signing up for? Uh, I'm considering signing up for a fight. An organized oh, fight. Oh, that fight you guys talked about. But... I'm I'm considering it. I haven't really decided yet. It sometimes is to the death. Sometimes. But technically, if you think about it, all of the fights we get into are to the death. Yeah, but those are usually a matter of necessity, not entertainment. I know. I don't think either of us want to be in a position where we're fighting to the death. So we're trying to see, so do some research today to figure out how much of that is true. We're just trying to suss out what's going on with that. We're basically Mm -hmm. researching. You two. You two are doing research. Well, like. (laughs) How do you think I became a master musician? I don't know. You're just good at it. Natural ability. No! I sat up every night going, you tell me I can't play an accordion, I'll play a damn accordion, I'll show all of you I can play an accordion. Accordion's a beautiful instrument. Oh. I, I did that nights. One day and know how to fight. 
That Gentlemen, having been said, I'm honored that you think that I'm just natural. It does require research. Yes, it does. No, not you. The learning to play the accordion, it just sounds like he did it until it sounded good. Damn right I did. Well, he might have. That's how everybody learns instruments, okay? They do it till they sound good. That's that's just ma- music 101. Well, I guess we'll see you two tonight then. Yeah. All right. Be safe. You too, everybody. Ready? Always. Let's go. Uh, read a couple books. Oh no, we're going to have direct conversations. I know. I was hoping more for the books. I mean, if you want to read while I do this, you can. I don't like conversations, but I don't like leaving you alone, Sasha. Thanks, sis. In Celeste, she'll she'll say, "Let's go." We'll head out. That actually made me teary-eye a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Me too! (laughs) These eyelashes aren't adhered with waterproof. Oh, no! Now Uh, I'm cool. Nice. Uh, Okay, Um, so we will start with Boss, since he left first. Okay. What do you do? Uh, walk out. First thing I look for is guards or Tweedledee and Tweedledip shit hanging around. Uh, they're Either definitely way. watch. You see city watch patrols, but they're not like patrolling your house. There's not a perimeter around your house. The detectives are gone. You just see the standard patrols. Yep. All right. I calmly get into a carriage and I say, Take me to the sea ward, specifically the Ross. You are in the sea ward, just okay. so you know. Yep, I sure am. Should have known that by the giant house. Take me to the Rosnar estate, please. Uh, all right, my lord. Um, and uh, it it'll be one silver because okay. you are in the sea ward. You're not. You're going a couple blocks away. But... I would like to take this time to commune with the stone. Okay. We will be going into a place where I suspect one of your eyes may be. If you sense it, tell me. Try not to put too much pressure on my mind. One other thing. I will do as you ask. I promise you, Voss, that I will let you know if I sense my eye, for I am so tired of being blinded. I know. One other thing. I know that the lore seeker and you share similarities in your pursuit for knowledge. But right now, the lore seeker is experiencing things that are putting stress that may fracture her. I fear the burden of you at moment may be too much. But more than that, whenever you are completed, and whenever we have used you for the purpose we intend to, if you wish to go to her then, I wouldn't have a problem with that, for you are true. Both of you do seek knowledge. However, I think I have proven by the fact that you now have one eye that I am the one who's best at finding your eyes. Make me a persuasion check. Okay. 
This is the thing I have to persuade the most out of anything. <laughs> Should have given you that bardic inspiration. <laughs> it's okay. Um, might be okay. 16. Pretty good. Maybe. You have proven yourself. And I shall maintain with you and continue our agreement of not forcing your mind as you are actively hunting my eyes. And I will stay in your possession until I am complete, at which point you can then hand me to that who will give me the most knowledge. I understand and I agree to this bargain. Let us go find my eye. Yes, let's do that. Voss inwardly shudders every time he has to speak to this thing, but okay. goes forward. All right. Nestled in the nook of the sea ward that stretches to the east of the thunder, <clears throat> stretches to the east on Thunderstaff Way between Shield and Copper Street, is a four-building villa surrounded by a high iron gate and a privacy hedge of evergreen trees. Two large buildings sit nestled in the front two corners of the plot, with a trail that leads to the main house at the back of the property through a carriageway underpass tunnel built into a guard house at the front gate. Two large blue banners hang from the guard house on either side of the archway, depicting a divine, uh, uh, depicting a diving white hawk. Four guards stand diligent at the entranceway, watching over the property from inside the gate and from the upper balconies on either side. As you are let out at the next to this gate, you can tell they have already spotted you and your interest in the property amongst the under other passerbys that occupy the walkway. I make note of all this and the fact that I'm outnumbered Probably a hundred to one. Cool. But I go up, get out of the carriage, pay my silver. Okay. And whoever the gate guardsman is, approach. As you do. Halt. This is the property of Lord and Lady Rosnar. You are not allowed upon the property without appointed visitation invitation. Name, please. My name is Bill Ronto, and I apologize for the impromptu nature of my visit today. It is just the matter I am attending to may be urgent and has came, come upon my business quite quickly. I he, watched would the, to... he watches the guard check us over a ledger. Says, I do not see a Bill Ronto on this list. Aye. State your I... business. My business is with the Lord and Lady of the House, or with someone who can show me the wares as i am a proprietor of a bar myself i would like to perhaps negotiate a business dealing with the rosnars to begin supplying my establishment i have heard miraculous things about the amazing wines and spirits that are contained within go ahead and make me either a persuasion or a deception because you are kind of doing both here yep i sure am so it is your choice on which one you want to roll. 13. Okay. I'll go check with Lady and Lord to see if they are open to receiving visitors at this time. Thank you very much. You watch the guard leave as another takes his place from inside. 
You see the man walk past an empty weapon rack as he makes his way towards the main house. A few minutes awkwardly go by. As you stand on the street, a few patrons of the Sea Ward look you over judgingly or quizzically as their eyes fall to your carried weapons. After about 10 minutes, the guard returns. Lord Roltame and Lady Azalea are open to receiving guests at this time. Mm. All weapons will be stored at this guardhouse and returned upon your departure. If you do not comply, you will be denied entry. I understand. I unclip both my rapiers from my belt. How good does this guy look? Like in terms of skill, this is more than just a hired goon or a guard off the street, correct? Uh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Go ahead and make me an insight check. Just yeah, just by looking at him, it's kind of hard natural to one. Natural one. It's real hard to tell. Real hard to I tell. I can't risk it then. I give him all of my weaponry. Okay, you watch as they are placed on the weapon, empty weapon rack. Um, and a tag is made and assigned to each weapon, and it says Bill Rato. And then the other end is handed to you. Uh, it is it is in plain sight. You you can see your weapons. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll attend to the Lord and Lady now. You follow the guardsmen into the lush green yard, like a preserved park, as you see a few fanciful dressed workers tending to the landscaping, making sure it stays pristine. Inside, you see three main vibrant blue houses. To the east is the smallest, excluding the guardhouse, where you see a few more well-dressed servants tending to laundry, crushing grapes and pruning a small, single private vineyard. You, are not sure if you were just seeing things, but it looks as if the small black round berries picked from the vines almost regrow instantly. Um, I tapped the down the shoulder and I said, amazing vineyard, small staff able to produce so much. Uh, this is just the private collection. This is not the entire state's Of uh, course. Vineyard. Nonetheless, it's an impressive operation in a state. I know I my arrival to the city is new. Aside from you being fabled wine merchants, I know very little about this house. There are also um, gym merchants as well, but favor the wine. Don't we all? <laughs> yes. Looking around, you see a slew of guards patrolling and standing around near every building and corner of the property. You continue on expecting to head towards the three-story house straight ahead, but the guard instead leads you to the massive five-story corner house to the west. You are led inside to an extravagant parlor room, where the guard waits at the door as you await the arrival of the heads of the house. May I ask how many guards he passes on the way? Because At least 15 to 20. These guys have a lot of guards, even for a noble house, right? They do? Yes. Okay. I Trust me, I've made note of this. <laughs> yep. It isn't more than a few moments after you finally get settled and comfortable that the door opens and the guard clears his throat in your direction with a look of expe expectancy. <clears throat> uh, As the, the door is opening. Oh, uh, I go through then. No, 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 no. no. You're in a parlor room and you sit like you're, do you sit down while you're in there? Yeah. 
Okay, and as as you were sitting and waiting, the door opens up. Oh, I know what this. Yeah. Okay. Voss understands what this bullshit is. Um, yep. I stand. Okay. At attention. Okay. Walking in is the two most ostentatiously and flamboyantly gaudily dressed nobles. The man dressed in layers and layers of folds and billowing sleeves of an open, deep blue damask pattern double frock coat over a pearl and silver embroidered frilly white shirt with a ruffled collar. His face tells a tale of experience and wisdom from his older age, nearly in his 60s, from the obvious comb over of gray, graying hair to the deep wrinkles settling into the rugged and stern looking clean shaven face. His neck and face adorned with jewels, as well as many parts of his clothing, including the gold-leafed floral brocade in his blue suede shoes. The woman that follows behind him fans herself from the heat outside to protect the thick layers of white powder makeup that cover her face, making her visage mirror that of a porcelain doll. Her Rococo and Elizabethan mixed attire commands the presence of the room. From the countless frills, ruffles, bows, jewels, billows, twall patterns, and large ringed collar. However, her wide-hipped Farthingale, Garduan, Fonte, and tower of curls that crown her head are what catch your attention the most. The former makes her lower half nearly as wide as she is tall where the latter is a mess of hair, elegantly done, but obviously overworked and over-embellished, including the taxidermied white dove that adorns the top oh, to mirror the white hawk of her house's crest. Inwardly, I am both glad and regretting I did not bring Harold. <laughs> oh, I don't know how Harold would react to this at all. I'm going to take yeah. all night thinking about how he'd react to this. Yeah. <clears throat> I present myself as much as I can because even I'm blown away by this. Right. And uh, the man speaks. Pain. Good afternoon. I'm Lord Roltame and this stunning beauty is Lady Azalea. Welcome to the Casa de Rosna. Yes, we can offer you anything, perhaps some wine. It is made from our private vineyard here on the property, though not all available to the public. That sounds delightful, and I bow as much as I feel these two deserve, because this is, I, like, Austin, try to mimic a Harold bow, because he does it so much better than I do. Go ahead like, and make a performance check. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, it's not bad. It's 16. There you go. Press these. <laughs> you are poured. Uh, two servants come in, uh, one holding a tray of uh, un uncorked wine and a, a wine glass, a single wine glass. They uncork the bottle and pour you a... Um, uh, excuse me, it is not a, a, a bottle. It is actually a carafe. Um, and they pour you this glass in, from the carafe itself um, and they hand it to you. To Looking at this wine, it is the deepest, darkest red wine that seeps so far beyond a red or purple that it is nearly black. What do I know about proper ways to drink wine? I know of it, okay. but what do I know? Uh, I would say the Voss has been around long enough to know the the gist. You may not know like the the more like uh, etiquette ways of doing it, but you know enough to 
probably pass off like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, I gently swirl the glass then, I sniff it, and then I will taste and drink. It is a full body part red with passion fruit aromas and hints of raspberry combined with the floral notes with an aftertaste of blackberries, mocha, and a mild spice. It's a complex flavor palette and it seems like it would make any food taste better as the perfect pairing. I set it down on the table and I say, to whom, to which demon did you grant, did you sign a contract with to make this for I wish to sign as well? No, oh, that is our <laughs> private collection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Made from cards. Yes, 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 yes. Well, but... I am impressed. Admittedly, thank you for even seeing me. I am yes. a humble merchant. I am uh, not a... Apologies for the abundance of security you might have seen. Our homestead has had the acquaintance of one notorious and nefarious Black Viper. The vagrant pilfered a few bottles of our private selection you are currently drinking, amongst other things. However, we have the entirety of the Watch and the Vintners, Distillers, and Brewers Guild waiting to apprehend anyone who tries to sell it. But enough about the dull villainy of the city. How exactly can we help you? Um, first off, communing internally with the stone while this is happening, do you sense your eye anywhere? Do not sense it nearby. Okay, I... I am a humble merchant from Trollskull Alley. My name is Bill Ronto. And simply put, I have heard amazing stories of your wines, of your spirits, and I must admit that they utterly fall short of the true product. I am but a humble merchant, a bartender, but unfortunately, the city has deemed my establishment erstwhile for reasons I do not understand. So I am seeking channels and persons oh, yeah. and attempting mm. to make connections to go beyond perhaps what the guilds may think is right or wrong. I apologize if... Oh, but of course, we would love to have our wines as a feature of your establishment. We'd like all of our wines to be at every establishment. Yes, yes, indubitably. But why did you come here? You needn't our approval. Our wines can be procured and delivered through the guild itself. I'm like you. I'm a man of discernment and taste. It is one thing to buy a product, it is another to meet those who make it, who grow it, who create it. Honestly, I would like to see the general operations, to know exact, as you yourself well know, wine is more than just the grapes and the alcohol. It is the passion of the people that have been put into it, and that is what I want to see. And since you walked through that door, you are two very passionate and <laughs> intriguing persons of interest. Your abundance and your amazing amazement is on display. And I would like to see, for the first time in my life, perhaps operations that carry such audacity. 
Well, our vineyards are outside the city. But I assure you, darling, that this, the guilds, the Venters and the Venters Guild, is we are the best that they have on store. And just having our, even our lowest selection will bring up your establishment tenfold. You are, of course, as humble as you are gracious in your presence. Nonetheless, would it be too much? I saw a piece of your operations as we moved on. Would it be possible for me to inspect it further? Out of curiosity, if nothing else. If you'd like to see our private vineyard, sure. Come with us and we will peruse our private selection. Yes, let us peruse. Voss inwardly is wondering, it's like, Damn Renair and his stupid mission. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you are escorted back out uh, with the Lord and Lady and the uh, guardsmen in tow. And yep, and they take you to the vineyard itself, uh, where you can see firsthand as the workers are picking and um, placing into large baskets uh, the berries that are growing off of these and you in, instantly as they are picked you see them regrow it uh, is a single vine on a single trellis yep pardon me my my mind and the, my uh, limited expertise in the ways of uh, herbology or um, or even magics how is this possible these are good berries good sir good berries indeed Yes, indeed. Oh, yes. Uh, do I know what good berries are? Yeah, yes. Yeah, good berries are very common uh, in the sense of um, a magical berry that is grown uh, that heals and uh, sustains somebody for an entire day. Like you, when you eat it, it heals you by one point, and then it'll also um, take the place of any ration you need for the yeah. entire day. Basically, do you don't need to eat or drink for an entire day. Do they need? Do they do this? Like, do they just regrow? They they are yes. Normal good berries are a druidic spell. Like it's a spell you cast. Oh, to have okay. a vine of good berries is something that Voss probably can't even comprehend. No, so much of this place is things I can't comprehend. It's um, not to be confused with the spell good burger, which is also <laughs> a very fulfilling. It pairs very nicely with orange soda. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, I really wish you were here right now, in all honesty. <laughs> um, but, uh... As, as you can see, but this here is our private selection. Our top-end bottle of this. It is Understood. the creme de la creme. <laughs> you'll never taste a finer wine, and you'll never taste a wine that pairs so beautifully with anything. Yes. Well, I can see why, uh wanted criminal would want it so badly then it's yes retail value is 1500 dragons a bottle for this. that is if we were selling it but we are not of course of course well, How much is, uh, this is 1500 dragons yes okay um i am Attempting to fight my own battle of 
I will die if I try and wanting to steal um, so badly right now. But I will, I will, knowing I will probably die, particularly since it's broad daylight, I press my thieves' instincts and just say, well, this has been immaculate. Tell yes, me. Yes, it has been a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Ronto, with um, all but our daughter, Esvel. She, she should be returning from her ballet rehearsal, so... Our little dove is the most graceful dancer to ever take the stage at the Light Singer Theater. She is in the up-and-coming The Fall of Tiamat. You should acquire tickets if they are still available. Oh, my. It's, that sounds splendiferous. <laughs> that, uh, this, uh... Amazing woman. Um, yes, Esvel is amazing. But again, our wine selections, save from our private stock here, are available at the House of Good Spirits Guildhall. Um, tell Razar, the guildmaster, that we sent you, and he will show you our full catalog. And please, let us escort you to, our, to the gate. You are, of course, too gracious and too kind. And... I would like to stall as much as I can, kind of like, you know, ask, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? And try to cover as much ground as I can to give the stone an opportunity to see if the eye is here. Okay. Um, you do that as Lord and Lady Rosnar and the guard accompany and escort you towards the entrance as a carriage pulled by a large and beautiful Soulfolk stallion arrives. Um, mm -hmm. You do get a sense from the stone that it does not sense one of its eyes anywhere near these premises. Damn. Um, as the three of them continue to guide you to the exit through the guardhouse where your weapons are released back into your custody. As you leave the gates, they close behind you and looking back, you notice a young woman in her mid to late 20s step out of the carriage. Her attire far less egregious than that, egregious than that of her parents and it is not the only thing that didn't match, as her facial features carried no symbolances to theirs. You can barely notice something more with her deep brunette hair tightly pulled back and slicked back. With your keen eyes, you can see the slightest pointed tips to her nearly rounded ears, a very subtle tell giving away her faint elven bloodline mm -hmm. in an all human family. So faint that it is very easy for her to pass or be confused as human. With the gates closed, <clears throat> you see the young woman greets her parents warmingly with a joyful hug and a kiss to each cheek. You can tell they are discussing your arrival just from the gestures and body language of them pointing and looking in your general direction. I make a wave to them and I say, hope to see you on the stage. I, the your parents have told me nothing but amazing things about you. And as you say this together, uh, to grant her attention. The young woman's eyes meet yours, Voss, and she looks at you with a brief moment of poised and hidden concern, shock, and fear before it quickly washes away as she turns and heads inside. It was only a moment, but that look told you exactly who she was and how long it's been since you've seen her face. And that is where we're gonna go to break. Oh my God! Mm. 
Uh, we will be back in about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, don't forget, we are giving away two things tonight. We are giving away a miniature from Eldritch Foundry at hash, hashtag Eldritch and a pre-ordered copy of the mytho, Mythic Odyssey of Theros. And that's hashtag Beyond from D&D Beyond. Uh, now, um, uh, so uh, winners will be announced at the end of the session. So please go ahead and uh, enter that if you have not already into the Rock Punch ATL Twitch channel. Remember to enter only once, but subscribers are three times more likely to win. And we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Rock Punch. I enjoy punching rocks. Nope. Stop. We need to say like what rock punch is, you know, like what is it? I mean it is comedy. Yeah, yeah, we do comedy sketches, but like overall, what is it? Oh, we have our YouTube and Facebook videos, our podcasts and our Twitch streams. Right, but we're more than just like places with stuff there. We're like like what are we, right? Yeah, we're like some stone. No, nope, stop, stop. We have D4. Yeah, we're we have D4. Right, but we're not just D4. We're like. We're like some boulder slamming. Cult it! No! Okay. Chill. We'll just say that we're like. We're uh, an entertainment channel for geeks and gamers, providing quality content across multiple platforms. It's truly something for everyone. Wow, Greg, that was perfect. I mean, it's not that hard. You're halfway through the episode brought to you by our friends at Rock Punch. Stay tuned for more action. Hey everyone, we're back. Yes. Woo, what a first, crazy first half. <laughs> the party was investigated by a couple of detectives and proved innocent of crimes. Um, and then they all plan, or they're talked to Rainier, as uh, two of them have been given instructions into looking into getting into the Xanathar Guild's lair. Uh, they all split up after this to go their separate ways to finish up any duties they have for the rest of the day. And as Boss made his way to the Rosner Villa, talked about procuring some wines for the lovely spirits of Troll Skull as a as a ruse to see if they have an eye, um, because they know that a noble family has one of the eyes, and the stone can sense if one is in the area. So uh, he went under the ruse of buying uh, wines for the uh, spirits of Troll Skull. Did not find. An what? eye. Uh, yeah, but he found something but he else. He found something else. Yeah, and we sure return did. to Seisha and Vinley making their <laughs> way to the front. <laughs> so, Seisha, yes. Vinley, you return to what seems to be your home away from home. Your anchor and rock in a world melded by chaos. It isn't long before you find the savant on the second story giving a lecture to a few children on a field lesson for uh, for school learning uh, an overview of the planes and their importance to the cosmos. Hmm. She acknowledges you with a smile while continuing and giving you a nod while acknowledging your patience through the concern she can see wash over your face. It's about 20 minutes um, before the lecture ends before she approaches you. Ah, hello, Seeker. I, how may I be of assistance? I can see you are rather distraught. Yes, um, may we speak privately with Finley, of course. 
Uh, of course. And, and um, <laughs> once we're away from the general public. Yeah, you're taken back to one of the private prayer rooms. Um, I have recently been having a lot of issues that seem to all call back to the Far Realms. Um, how familiar are you with Solars? I am quite familiar with them, as they are the guardians and agents of the gods. Mine is, mine has been attacked. And I'm concerned that there's something wrong with me. And it's either going through me or it's attacking it. I, I don't understand what's going on, but you were able to do something where you, you looked at Pixel and Johan and I thought perhaps that would be helpful, but at the same time, I'm afraid to ask because I don't know if that puts you in jeopardy. It was Pixel and Yosef. Yoan is the other oh, yes, SMR. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I can see what I, I can see what I can find. I don't know if I'll be able to find much, as most of mine. The world will test you, and your will, but you cannot fight everything from within the walls of a library. For example, pick almost any book in here, fiction and historical alike, and you will find a protagonist on a hero's journey. You so far have had to, your call to adventure and broken through your thresholds, which is the beginning of your transformation through a series of trials and tribulations, challenges and temptations that you must work to overcome. Your story will most likely only get harder and if you are like any of the heroes in any of these books, you will most likely find a breaking point through a life-changing revelation or event that you seemingly will not be able to overcome. Think of it as the twist in the plot you didn't see coming. The best part of a hero's journey in all the best stories comes at the revelation and, and everything else that follows. Because that is when you will see who you really are and who you are meant to be. Stop living in here and find the lore seeker you will become. These countless pages will always have lore keepers to watch over them. Agma will always be here if you need him, but let his muses guide you to write your own story and stop getting lost in others. Only you can weather the storm raging inside you. She smiles and places a, a hand comfortably comforting on your shoulder. I am always here for you. But you're a lore seeker for a reason. How do I find that information, though? How, how do I know if this is... I feel like I owe it to my solar to help. I've seen it a couple times now being torn apart and attacked and tortured by something that seems to be from the far realms. And I've 
I've lost time. And when that happens, bad things happen to innocent people. I don't want to hurt people, but I don't understand what's happening. What I, my understanding, your guardian is linked to you telepathically, to your soul and your divine touch of your bloodline. Think of him as a, a guardian muse. If that is compromised, it does not mean he is attacked or necessarily gone. Perhaps the link is maybe tied to you, and if you can find a means to sever that link. Okay, and the link is being, perhaps that link is being severed, if you can find a, a reason why that is happening. Right. Okay. Thank you. Look in places that one does not normally look. You have been in this library countless times researching this topic. I can assure you, you have read everything we have in this library three times. She smiles and gives you a kind of a playful smile as you can sense that she definitely sees some of herself in you. Um, you are a law seeker to seek out the knowledge that is not in these walls and to bring it to these walls. Okay. Thank you. Of course. I'm sorry to take up your time. Um, we'll be on our way. Vinley, oh. how are you? How are you feeling? Better after experiencing what um, my studies had to show me. I Have feel a little more confident in myself. Good. I, I do hope the parishes of Lionsbane were forthcoming to your knowledge. As one can be towards me. Of course. May you continue to walk the pages of your own story. And may they come to no end anytime soon. Again. Diagma illuminate your mind. She smiles and nods, and you kind of you can hear her being called from one of the lore keepers. Um, and she, if you'll excuse me, uh, and she'll make her way. So <clears throat> Yeah. Finley, I don't know if I'm hallucinating all this or if it's real. Well, judging on everything that's going on, it it is probably real. Um, maybe by throwing ourselves into what our dearly departed friend was talking about, we might find something more. 
about what's going on. Right. And hey, who knows if we stop the world from ending, um, maybe it'll fix you too. Maybe. That'd be nice. Uh, um, I do have a question for you just real quick. Aside from being the only person outside of your family that you met for the first time, what do you see in Voss? What makes you think he's a good person? Because he never told me stories about himself, but when he found out I liked stories, he would occasionally tell me some. He makes little gestures that are huge for him. It's not that he does these grandiose deeds that you can just point out and say, oh, this was a wonderful thing he did. He's a subtle person. I know for a fact he'll never leave me in a fight. I know he won't. And I'll never leave him in a fight. I know for a fact that if I have a problem, I can go to him. And I hope he knows that it's mutual. I've I think he does. Vulnerable than I'm sorry, what? The, the person walking by was really squeaky. I said, I've seen him vulnerable. And you're a different yeah. person when you're vulnerable. You're more authentic. Yeah. When you have nothing to lose. Yeah. All right. Do you still want to go see Mama? Or are you satisfied? She said go look where you wouldn't commonly look. Where would that be? My first thoughts are here, the Blackstaff, or... Mama Uwe. Mama. Everybody would think to go to the font or the Blackstaff. No one ever thinks of a hedge witch. Yeah. Let's go. If she's home. <laughs> she's always home. Yeah. Knowing my life, she won't be. <laughs> right. You make your way south. Yep. South-ish, north, kind of southeast. Um, you make your way into the trades south. ward. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My geography of uh, where the font is in relation to that is uh, off right now. So you make your way into the trades ward, um, and as you get to the doorway down the twisting alleyways of the second level of the weaving labyrinth, that is the trades ward. I would notice. like to cast Flock of Familiars before we even get close, okay. like in the carriage. Okay. And just okay. be like, <sighs> I figured we were riding my mount. Oh, yeah, that too. We could do that. Yeah. I figured you were doing that, which is why I did not give you a gold price for. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. uh, you've actually, you've been moving through the city enough that you're, you and your mount have become kind of a, kind of a, a not an oddity, but, but people you you start to see people like excited to see you as you ride by because you're a heavily armored angelic beauty riding a white blue flame nightmare-esque like horse yeah. uh and, and so but but you make your way down 
and you notice that the old crone's raven is missing from the iron perch that he always seems to be found. See? <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm gonna go try to knock on the door. Oh, there is no, uh, there's doorway. no door. Remember, it's a door frame that has a bunch of like chalked runes, and on the ground there is the the red crushed chalk outline that's du- like pressed into the crack, and there's yeah. just a beaded doorway and hallway of things that are hanging fetishes and stuff lined everywhere. But there's no real door. Yep. <laughs> anywhere in her place. Yep. Do you guys walk in? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, walking into the beaded and fetish hanging hallway, you are instantly hit with the wretched copper stench of blood mixed with the acrid and putrid fetter of entrails. Concern starts to wash over you as you hear the sickly sloshing of something rummaging through fresh organic material. Oh, I'm going. I pull out my sword and Both of my wands are out. (laughs) Walking into the room, you see a humanoid hunched over on the ground over some other creature facing away from you as the sounds and foul odor permeate through your orifices. A loud (laughs) raven noise echoes out through the room as Mama Uwe thrusts her hand up holding the bowels of a billy goat. Blood drips down across her, painting her purple skin and white dreadlocks in a crimson as she weaves it through the air before throwing it into a bowl and shifting it around. The candlelights in the room flicker and darken in the room as she cries out to the ether in a haunting rhyme. One in five, quantum alive. A false once was, but now be true. Of seven lost, one ungone, to bring the end and start anew. Three eyes to see, a dagger to key, of crown and blood and truth. To a fate which sealed the gate, consuming the veil the eye breaks through. And with that, the old tiefling woman collapses to the ground, panting heavily as she stands, catching her breath. She scoops up the bowl of entrails and tosses the remains down a trash chute that most likely leads to the sewers. She then returns and picks up the carcass by its hooves and drags it into the kitchen as she walk, as she talks through the beaded doorway. What brings you here, child? What can Mama Uwe do for you? Um, well, um, Mama Uwe, I've come to see you about something that's been happening to me. I was hoping maybe you could give me some insight into what's going on. The best I can do is a reading for you. That would be wonderful. That's far more than I have now. Let them cards tell your fates. See what pages may be written in Jogal's memoir de Seche Velaspad. Here, take this knife and cut your arm. Don't cut your hand at your wrist, too painful and too dangerous. Only need a little bird to burn with the sage over the cards. She takes the knife and cuts the back of her arm. You cut your arm, not deep enough to seriously wound yourself, but you will take two points of slashing damage. 
After you do, the old woman grabs your arm with her cold, wrinkled hands and squeezes out a stream of blood that pools into a wooden box filled with dried sage leaves. She then bandages your arms with a simple wrap and lights a match, dropping it into the herb-filled box, which begins to smoke. She places an open weave wicker top to the box. As the smoke seeps up from the bottom, she then places a deck of cards in the top before covering it in a wooden lid covered in strange arcane carvings. Bailey, will you pull up the second camera? After about 10 minutes, she pulls the card out and asks you to shuffle them and draw a single card one at a time and place three cards down face up one at a time, first the center, then the left, uh, first the center, then left, and lastly right. Say she does. Man, I want to get a reading. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just four death cards. Just, we'll just do an episode that's nothing but card readings. Yeah. <laughs> How many towers are there in one day? Yeah. I don't know, but I don't. Two seconds. Start. My uh, we're having technical difficulties. I want to get make sure the camera is working. Okay. I don't know, Harold, but could you scoot a little further over there? <laughs> <laughs> Find some new interesting way to piss away money. Hey, I am the queen of finding ways. I have not yet begun to piss away my money. <laughs> my stream is long. <laughs> oh, it's a cat. Aw, kitten. Oh, I wish Stella would come and sit with me. Little kitty. I got cheese down here. He's just... Aww. Hi, cheese. He looks so chill. He's so chill right now. He's just like, hey. What's up? Dude? Oh. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, my camera setup with me being by myself is not working properly. <laughs> I apologize. We will hold the cards. I will hold to the, the cards to the camera. I am very sad. So. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Eh, it's all right. That's why I have a technical director. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as you pull each card, the first you pull is this one. Ooh. Oh, it dispersed everything. We're not allowed cards. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Here we go. Okay. Tantala, the Inquirer. This card shows how you see yourself and what you breed into the world. Tantala means you are born of curiosity, always looking for more knowledge and the answer to all things. However, it is easy to learn falsities when you only... Consume knowledge instead of analyze with making it hard to find the truth. The second card. Yeah. Yes. 
Benatar Dewacha. This card shows what is being hidden from you, including something that you may not be facing and keeping hidden from yourself. Benatar could be a hidden entity watching over you to protect you or to harm you. Something in the shadows pulling strings to keep you busy, but never seeming directly invoked. As you pull the last card, pull this one. Ew. It looks him, like Harold in the morning. <laughs> him, memory bank, deformitable one. This card tells you what is ready to be released or discovered within you. This is not good. A bad omen card when paired with the watcher. The formidable one depicts a situation you cannot win and could go insane by trying to fight against it. The only chance you have is to find a new solution, to change your situation and work your way around the problem you may be facing. Okay. Can I roll an insight check? Of course. Here, and I will absolutely. And then I don't think any of us have ever done that before to her, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I got a seven. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. And uh, Devin and I should disappear, and you should see. God damn it. Nope. I'm going to stop trying to be a technical person because I apparently <laughs> fail at everything and yeah, I'm just going to go with um, yep yep. tried to have something cool guys sorry <laughs> what was your insight I got a 7 I know you what oh. is... 17, 17. Um, you can tell that mama is being truthful she as doesn't see a way to lie and she only reads what is presented in front of her okay does she seem concerned at all she does she definitely seems concerned okay as she continues i'm sorry child i wish i could offer you more answers (laughs) if something nefarious has its eyes on you i suggest you look at what caused it to look upon you in the first place then you Look for a way to use that knowledge in your favor. Find a way to blind it to your presence. All right. Thank you, Mama Louie. She just kind of stares at the cards for a minute. Thank you. Um, I... <laughs> Not, not to be crass, but um, this, this situation, um, if I ever need guidance, could I come see you again? I'm always here. Thank you. And um, I know this is how you make your living, so how much let's make it um 
Five gold. She gives her seven. <clears throat> Very generous of you. Thank you. I wonder if this is what I tied to what I was looking into. What you were saying. Right. What were you looking into? I was looking for answers. If you something big, something dark. I let the spirit speak through me, but I'll need to reflect on the words of the ill omens before their truth is revealed to me. I feel like it's probably not coincidence that we happen to arrive right as you reached the point of your recitation. Fate never deals with con uh, coincidence. Yeah. Thank you, Mama Lee. Thank you, child. Anything else, Winley? Only no. if she has what I need for what she needs. Not yet. I've spoken to my other friends. people. Friends. 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 My other friends. And we're trying to get the money to get the item. I'll be ready to make it when you bring me the money. Could I go ahead and drop off the the other thing you needed? Because I'm afraid if she finds it in my bag again, she'll be really confused. Of course, Jan. Okay. That my magic so sometimes frowned upon. I mean, I have no problem with it as she pulls out, uh, like, you know, like when someone cuts their own hair and it's like that nice, tightly bound, like paintbrush of hair, kind mm -hmm. of. She'll reach in and pull out that of V's hair and hand it to Mama. And she'll put it in a small box and set it aside. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Mama. Ready? As I'll ever be. When we get outside. Um, thank you for coming with me. It's no problem. It was honestly a pleasure. I'm really worried, but I'm not alone. And that makes it a little easier. Well, if you have taught me anything, no one in our group will ever be alone. Just ever. do me a favor, Vinley. Mm -hmm. If I become a danger to you guys, put me down. Please. I couldn't live with myself if I did anything to you guys. I know what you, I know what you mean. I, I will do my best, Seisha. Henley, you're the one with the best chance. I can't do anything against your magic. I don't know. V hit me once, once, Seisha, and I was out cold. Yeah, but my armor's gonna stop everybody else. That's fair, I could always just. Just hide behind V. Yeah, or I could just fly. I don't know why I didn't think about that yes, or earlier. Probably because I could fly too. Oh. 
Well, strategy aside for killing you people, um, let's go home. I think, I think everyone should be getting back. You never agreed. Well, either way, we could both use a drink and we're going to go get one. All right. We're going to move over to V and Harold. Hey. Ooh. What do you guys, where, where are y'all doing? Where are y'all going? So, um, Harold, do you know where the signups for this are? Because right the only lead I got is where we were invited. I don't, but I bet if we went by the fist, we could probably find somebody who knows. All right, that's what I'm thinking. We just go back there and ask mm -hmm. around. Uh, I also need to drop by La Spinadora. Why? I just need to drop something off. But I need to not be me when I do it. What? It'll be quick, in and out, easy peasy. What is it? It is a note. Fine. Okay, whatever. We'll do that. He smirks at her and he's like, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. I tell you this. Okay. You need to seriously not tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm working on a little something alone. When the time's right, you guys will all know. So if you see me go missing for a while or I come in in costume or anything, don't make a big deal of it. Is, it a, is it a Harper thing? Yes. Okay. And that's why I'm telling you. So okay. you're going to see less of me in the evenings. If I say I'm going out to write letters or whatever I lie, I come up with, understand that I'm doing it for a good reason. And I'm not doing anything that's going to hopefully get anybody in trouble. If I do, you'll be the one who knows. Got it. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to disguise up and hit La Spinadora real quick. Easy enough. Do I need this, guys? Uh, you know, why don't you wait nearby? Because <laughs> okay. it's going to be harder to disguise you. Well, I do I think I could? You could probably disguise her as a large orc, but not a half-orc. Okay, yeah. Just wait a little bit ways down the street. <laughs> so, I'm sorry to spring this on you guys. I just had this thought. No, no that's fine. Go ahead. Um, I what are you doing? To write a note real quick okay i'm going to make sure i bring red ink with me okay and i'm going to sign it with the, the symbol of the red wing okay and i am going to give the information about the uh the shipment mm -hmm. uh that's going down and i'm going to try to sneak it under the door of the cudgel uh you know that that would be just your thought process there is a guard that guards both the high rollers room and the stairwell that leads to the cudgel's office. Okay, then I know exactly how I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the one person who's not going to ask too many questions because he's too stupid to do so. I'm going to go straight up to Steve. Yep. Okay. Uh, dressed up in a disguise. Yep. Hello. And Welcome to La Spinadoro. And I've got this big hood and like I'm looking like all dark and sinister looking and I'm like, I have a, I have a message for your employer. I, uh, okay. Uh, he continues his speech and then yeah, it, he doesn't get 
he doesn't stumble like he did the first time right. you interrupted yeah. him. You can... In- inwardly, I'm like, go Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think your weapons at the door, and then you say, and then you say that I can deliver that message. He, I will pull up a uh, a basically the parchment folded, and I will mm-hmm. hold it out for him, and I will wait for him to reach for it. And he will reach for it. I will snatch his wrist very quickly. Be like, only for his eyes. Make an intimidation check. Um, actually, I'm not trying to intimidate him. I, in this I, aspect, I, you are. I guess so, but what yep. I'm trying to do is intrigue him enough to make him read it too. Oh, okay. Okay. That I want him to read it so that if he tips off more Xanathar, then who knows who it is that showed up there. Oh, okay. I'm going to have you roll me a series of rolls. Okay, I'm super okay with this. I want you to make me a deception check. Okay. A persuasion check. Okay. And a performance check. Okay, we're just going to use the dice roller because it's easier. So which one was the first one? Deception? Deception. Okay. (laughs) That one's fine. Uh, 26. Okay. A uh, persuasion. Persuasion. Uh, Pretty good. 16. Okay. And then a performance. Uh, 24. Okay. Uh, he he's like i will not look at this letter be sure you don't for the contents within would change you and i <laughs> turn and leave okay yep and uh and as soon as you leave he you I actually pe- hear- yeah i peek <laughs> in to see you you before the door even fully closes you hear him opening <laughs> the letter yes! this guy's the best steve the man uh, and I will head back out, and I will take off all my disguise, uh, get back with V, and then we will go to I guess the fist, right? I will. I'll come back out. Let's. I'll role play it. So I will come back out. I'm taking off all the shit once I'm like away where she is, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, message sent. All is good. Fist. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's where we'll go. Okay, you find your way back to the disheveled bar in constant repair, always bustling with an energy of adrenaline. We Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, if you go, do you go in? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. You notice the crowd is less populated this time as two regular guys shuffle back and forth in a fisticuff match, bloodying each other's faces. Watching from the balcony above is the dwarven woman V defeated the first time you came here. At the bar is the large, scarred, crooked-nosed, single-tusked, and cauliflowered-eared half-orc filling a few wooden mugs. Behind him are three wooden kegs chained to the floor and a double-bladed battle-axe whose handle ends in a spearhead pommel that hangs on the wall. Above that hangs a large chalkboard with the names of the establishment as well as the top four fighters' names. The most notable is Mad Jack, still listed under undefeated. The list goes on ranking the rest as Mad Jack, Kozik the Crusher, Kuma the Bronze, and V Vetterock. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, the dwarven woman was the one who invited me? No, no. it was Kuma. Uh, Kuma. Kuma. Do we Kuma. see her? It was Kuma. Sorry. You do not see Kuma. Okay. Kuma's not there, okay. Um, as you look around, Thatch, the young, thin, and cut man with a scraggly chin-strap beard and short brown hair, approaches you, unbandaging his knuckles as he picks up one of the tankers from the bar. 
He looks to you and then back at the billboard of names with a smile across his face. I will remind you, this is the man that came up that you first learned yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to say, fist. this guy kicked my ass, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. This was the one that like sighed and said, fuck. And then punched V when you yeah, first met then... him many, many years ago. No, you you fought an older gentleman. Okay, got it. And he kicked my ass. Got yes. it. Cool. Just making sure. Yep. Uh, Harold will wave fondly and be like, that's what's up, man. <laughs> uh, well, no more fights for today. Otherwise, I'd have to challenge to try and get my name back on the board. Oh, no. Back on the board? Bad luck, man. Bad luck. <laughs> Listen, uh, question for you. What's, what? It seems like a dead night. What's going on? Well, we're wrapping up. And, um, well, a lot of people seem occupied with other things. Fair enough. Uh, Harold kind of looks over at V. Uh, hmm? V... We're kind of looking around and just we we wanted to we we had heard some rumors around the fist that there was another arena people tended to go to and we were just wanting to just like take a quick look and see it for ourselves. Oh, you're probably looking for Kuma, right? Looking to sign up for the um, and he leans in as if to talk secretly. The blood and fortune pits. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming. Harold's going to put together the reason he's doing that is because you probably don't want to talk about other fight pits when you're at a fight pit. Um, well, this is a sanctioned fight pit. Right, and that one is unsanctioned. Yes. Very much unsanctioned. <laughs> and um, he goes, Kuma always liked to call it the blood and glory pits. Um, I guess it's because she cared more about the thrill of the fight more than the money involved. Sounds like her. Yep, yep. Is she yep. here? Uh, yeah. Kuma made mention of uh, of the pits, but you missed her. She's already Shit. signed up. But if hmm. you're looking to join in, I know where you need to go. Where? where we... He keeps looking around as if to make sure nobody else is listening. You're going to head back uh, in the field ward. There's a fish market warehouse on the street of, uh, street of curtains. You're going to go to the back door. And you're going to knock on the steel door and ask to see the Crimson Dragons. I think it's a play on words. Crimson for blood and dragons, you know, being gold. So. Right, right. Got it. But don't tell anyone about this. Okay. I didn't tell you anything. If they find out that fighters here are sending people to uh, an illegal fighting ring, we could lose our license. Right. No. We won't mention you guys at all. Okay. Starts tomorrow, so I get there first thing in the morning to make sure uh, you make it in the lineup. Oh, and um, you're going to need your whole team. Why is that? I hear it's team matches this time. Is that Ooh. so? Harold's grin grows. How big is a team? I'm not sure. So is it like a first come first serve or sign up ahead of time? Like I said, sign up. Um, it's early tomorrow. morning. Yeah. Early morning. So okay. we'll hit that. We'll have to get a full night's sleep tonight and make sure we hit it tomorrow morning. We're probably gonna need to bring. Do we need everyone for the sign up? I would bring everybody. Then he's, we'll bring everybody. He said he didn't know how many people per team. So yeah, we got to bring them all. Yeah, because we we don't want to be short. Yep. Uh, Thatch, thank you. Anything else we need to know? die 
I'll keep it in mind. And I pat him <laughs> twice on the shoulder with a grin. Uh, and he and, smiles. And I turn over to V and I'm like, well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, we'll just go, we'll show up earlier next time so we can get a fight, right V? Oh yeah, 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 it's been a long day. Been a long day, uh, but we'll catch up with you Thatcher, okay? Yeah, yeah, um, since we can't fight, can I buy you a drink? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and he'll 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 wave uh, to the half orc bartender who's got the nasty cauliflowered ear, um, and uh, he says, uh, "Hey, ugly luck the ugly, put three on the house." And he's hey, like, you know, I don't, I like that name. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just fucking with you. Put three down. Uh, he he <laughs> grabs three three tankards in one hand goes to the keg, opens it, fills it up, fills it up, fills it up, and then closes it and then sets it on the the counter uh, right in front of the three of y'all. Uh, as he sets down the drink, I say, you know, in this moment, you are the most handsome man I've ever seen. And I take the drink and I sip it. <laughs> uh, you're full of so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> Harold laughs and claps him on the shoulder too. It's like, yeah, and, uh, I think at this point, they're all pretty buddy-buddy, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. uh, that's that's puts his arm around you and goes, yeah. One time I'm gonna beat the shit, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm gonna take a <laughs> take a sip of my drink and then Harold kind of, uh, as he realized he probably could, kick uh, the shit out of me. Um, another another tankard set down in front of UV. All right. I lift it and I'm like to the fist. To the. <laughs> Everybody seems like, oh, take a big drink. Yep. Just like that. That exact noise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Is there anything else you want to do with your evening? Um, Big group of functioning alcoholics. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have yet to get drunk in this game. My constitution is so high. (laughs) Just quit drinking. Uh, Harold's going to turn to V before you know before we head out. I was like, is there anything else you wanted to do before we head back? Not really. Today kind of emotionally wore me out mentally. I know. I know what we should do. I know what we should do. We need to make one last stop. Okay. And I am going to take us to like a small little like novelty shop. And I'm going to buy everyone on the team a friendship bracelet that has BFGs on it. Okay. Okay. Um, you find, yeah, you find uh, in the trades ward, um, kind of as the starting to get even the sun's getting ready to set, uh, you find a, a, a leather worker. Um, who specializes in um, jewelry and trinkets and not necessarily armor, but like wristband, like, you know, uh, wrist cuffs and such like that. And uh, you have him fashion um, leather bands and he uh, engraves a B, uh, you know. Do you want the B letters BFG or do you want the uh, symbol that's on your plates? Uh, The, the symbol that's on our plates. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. A little, a little more subtle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you you absolutely get that. And he's like, yeah, I can actually do it. Um, he'll say a gold for the five. Okay. Uh, two silver a piece. Sure, I'll give him two gold and tell yeah. him to keep it. V mentions to Harold that you know she's like, I'm glad we decided to do the symbol instead of the initials because I just feel like people are gonna look at me and be like, oh, big friendly Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. 
you know? You're right. You know, you know what? You're right. Well, the symbol's better. The symbol's better. Uh, and, um, yeah, and... Big you, fierce Goliath! Damn right. Uh, it doesn't take long. He says that he can have it done within um, the next half hour if you want to stay. Sure, we'll, we'll stick around long enough for the make it. Yeah, um, he says, do you want any specific color combination to the letter? I, I can dye, I have dyes here, I can dye the leather, or do you yes. want just a, Okay. Yes, uh, and I will dye it. Um, let's see, Vinley's is a dark purple. Okay. Uh, Seisha's is kind of a, uh, not like a gaudy gold, like a, like a, like a kind of a deeper, like a kind of a yellowy goldy kind okay. of really nice. Uh, Voss is of course pure black. Okay. So much so that even the symbol's hard to see on his. Okay. Um, because I know he's going to kill me as soon as he realizes. And, uh, and then, uh, for, I want V's to be, uh, slightly more customized. Uh, with the colors of the Veterac family. Uh, okay. What are those colors? What are those colors? What are those colors? They don't really have colors. You're used to colors of like noble houses. The Veterac's colors would be animal hides and yeah. So I... they a tan like just the regular leather. Perfect. Itself. Yeah. And I will hand it to you and be like, Via Miliana Veterac, will you yeah. be my best friend? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and then I will hug her and I'll be like, maybe this will make everybody's day a little easier. Do you get one? Great. Made? It'll Do match you... every outfit. Yes. Uh, and Do you get I... one made for yourself? Of course. And mine, of course, is bright, gaudy purple. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Got it. Uh, and right. then uh, we'll head back. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Everybody heads back to the Branderthal Villa, except for one person. Oh God, I forgot. We left off. Oh my God, I'm gonna mute. Boss, what are you doing? I get back into the carriage. Field ward. Um, and uh, he looks at you and he goes, I'm not going into the field ward, and if you want, it's only a block that way. I give him the ugliest fucking stare I can muster. <laughs> but I get out. Okay. Uh, and you are I mean, he literally says, a block away from yeah. the entrance. <laughs> I could take you to the gate. I walk. I say okay. nothing. Okay. And you make your way north, out the north gate, and into the overpopulated, porous section of Waterdeep, towards the impoverished field ward. You passed the apathetic guard through the gate, leading to the diseased, filth, and blood-soaked dirt pathways. A few beggars, ooh, excuse me. A few beggars, buskers, children, and, a, and, a, and sick beg at you for a few spare coins along the way. Eventually, you come back to the ramshackled two-story building with a long sloping roof that leads down to the nailed shut door in the back. A few people seem to be gathering around the house, but it's hard to tell if there are any 
different from the hundreds of others uh, in the crowded streets here at almost any given time. However, you do notice sitting with her legs dangling over the edge is the cynical and brash half-drow punk teenager girl that likes to give you hell. She sees you and stands up, slides down the back of the roof on a loosened wooden shingle, emerging from the shadows almost as if burst from them. She looks up at you with judgmental contempt. Well, Arctung, I'm here, ready to see the big show. You said you would prove you weren't manipulating these people, that you had plans to help them without making them your servants. So I'm ready to see it. No servants and slaves be made today. Well, remember, I'm not desperate like these people, the Bloodfields. I won't be so easily persuaded. I suppose not. I walk towards any kind of entrance that I can possibly find on this building. The front door is still there. Mm -hmm. I open it. All right, you walk back into the desolate, barren, stench-filled home where an untold number of people were sacrificed and lost their lives. Not much has changed since the last time you left, except it seems dirtier and less organized. It's old and musty, unwashed body aroma, odor aroma fill each room. The hardwood floors are covered in dirt, although solid, still creak with each step. Not much can be found here besides an old couch stained and listing to one side and two dingy, mismatched wooden sitting chairs. I go to the back, into that room. I know there's a trap there. You, you go into the room that leads into the caverns below. You see that the statues of the chromatic dragons have all been destroyed, rendering the mechanical doorway left inert. However, you do see that the floor has been demolished as well with a chained and padlocked wooden door placed over where the stairwell should be. I open it. It is locked. I unlock it. Make a Thieves' Tools check. As you're doing this, Alvandria leans over you. What's down there? You seem different. I'm pretty also familiar with this place. I can almost feel the death and sorrow seeping from its walls. Feels like the work of an orc. Oh. Something like that. Her eyes narrow in on you as if to accuse you of being the cause of it all. 17. You unlock the padlock and lift the hatch, revealing a hole that drops down to the stairwell that leads into the black abyss. I go down and I go as far as I can okay. to where that place used to be. As you make your way through, uh, you emerge into pitch black. You pull out your sword. Yes. As you continue going, uh, you notice that the area of where the centipedes were has all been holed up and sealed. And it looks like there's a bunch of char marks across the stone. You make your way further and you see the copper tunnel that was once there, but all the copper has been stripped and the arcane runes at either side have been destroyed. 
you keep going further past the rooms where the bodies were held and they seem to be cleared off cleared out although the stench of them being there for so long still remains slightly and then lastly you come to an under dark cave system that leads at the end of a water basin and dead ends there is no ritual circle anymore there's no island it is just water stench of the death is still here yeah good I head back to the beginning of this place and I go to the front door and I wait I just sit right in the front right where that door is and I plop myself right in the center there and I wait for anyone who wants to to come in what what was that down there? I say nothing. What did you do? I stopped a great evil here, actually. She is going to insight check you. Mm, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not attempting to lie here. I believe I did stop a great evil. Yeah, here. no, no, fair. yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, 100%. I'm trying to see if she's going to believe you. Okay. That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah. She picks it up. Yeah, she still kind of eyes you. Quizzically. You're obviously not telling the whole story. No. Yeah. So she's like, all right. Well, I guess that's one mark on the side for doing good in the field ward. It's not. Why are you learning to shoot the bow? Because it's effective. True. I can Have you easily killed hide anyone in... before. No. Doesn't mean I can't. No, but you haven't. Tell me, who do you imagine killing? You know this. I do, but describe him to me. It's not a singular. Describe them to me. Brutish. Green skin, tusk tooths, short nosed, red eyed orcs. Mine was seven feet tall, weighed nearly 500 pounds, tusks sprouting out like daggers from his front maw, skin as black as night, and eyes piss yellow and filled with hate. Did you kill him? caught him on a bad day. How'd it feel? Heroes will tell you that revenge is a sucker's game. They'll tell you that there's no profit nor meaning in it. But you want the honest truth? 
I felt alive and free when I plunged a broken Bodor into his neck and twisted it off his head. And as his fat, muscled body hit the ground and he breathed his last, I felt euphoric. So, I know you don't trust me. I know you don't like me, and that's fine. But I know what it's like to leave revenge unsettled. So when you feel you're ready, why don't we take a step back to where it all began for you? And I promise you, I will help you take your vengeance too. I know what it's like to leave matters unsettled. Oh, yeah, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Sure. Not bad. Dirty 20. Oh, okay. Noted. All right, Orc Tongue. You seem pretty well versed with them. Maybe you can help me hunt some down. Yes. But what we're doing today... I wondered for a long time why... why I'm alive. And I've learned something very disturbing lately. What's that? that Believe me when I say you wouldn't want to know. But it confirms everything I've ever thought about this place. Everything. And if there is going to be any kind of change here, this is where it has to start. It's strange. Where I'm at right now. The path I'm going to take. It's dangerous, but for the first time in a long time, I feel like I have true purpose and focus. And now we just see if the rest of the ward, we'll see if they have fire left in them or not. You're looking to start a war. <laughs> no. These aren't soldiers. No, they're not. But everyone in this city looks at them like filth, and they're not. They can be just as dangerous as you or me. This isn't about starting a war. This is about a reckoning that the city has been having. The city has been deserving for a long time. But I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not going to send these people out on a war. First things first, we need to take care of this place. Because the shit city sure as hell isn't going to. I mean... I'm muted? No. Uh, I said, Jesus, continue. I mean... What was down there? It, it looked like somebody... I don't know, stripped it? 
of what it once was. It was hard to tell. I could just see. But you could smell it. You could feel it. You could understand it, even if you'd never seen it before. Everyone can do that. I'm going to show them that. I want them to see. You'll learn when they learn. And if it's just you who comes, then you'll just learn. Okay. But I... I wait. I want to see who shows up. It's not too long before the beautiful array of colors fade into a deep purple as night begins to take hold and the rooms darken into deep shadow, only illuminated by the silvery glow of a nearly full moon. Soon, you start to hear the murmuring of a crowd gathering outside with a purpose. Checking out the window, you see a small throng of many faces, many races, people all looking at the house you told the masses to gather towards, seemingly awaiting for something to happen. I stand up. Keep eye out for anyone in Xanathar or Manchun's guild. Keep lookout for anyone here from the Twin Whores. If you see them, be prepared to kill them, because they've come here for me. Can you do that? And she looks out. He goes, I can keep an eye on it. They could be stupid to try and start them something here. They would. The Xanathar and Manchun's people aren't known for being particularly bright. And I open the door. And people are standing, waiting. I wave them inside. Okay. And as I do, I pass torches. As many as I have, and I'm going to use all that I've got. Uh, I think pass. You have like at least five or five to ten, something like that. I yeah. pass them out to people, light them, and then make my way forward. And I say, come with me if you want to see the truth of this city. You seem intrigued, In, but also yeah. concerned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of both. I've checked it. There's nothing dangerous here. I killed it a long time ago. Um, you or uh, the gauntlet? I was here. I saw it. I saw what they tried to keep from you. What I'm about to show you will change the way you think about this place. But it's the truth, and you need to see it. I won't make any of you come, but this is important. Okay, because we've seen the gauntlet come here about once or twice a ten day. Would you like to come or not? Couple others, kind of like I guess I don't I don't know what else I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They 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 get like you lead them and they they go in a little confused why they have torches, but it's like ah, it's it's a dark house. There's no lights. Or maybe this is the light. It is nighttime now. And then as you lead them to the stairs that descend down, they again that intrigue and curiosity is there, but at the same time that 
what's about to happen? Yeah, uh, you can feel a little, like, fear start to wash over them. Uh, not everybody is yeah. going to go down there. Okay. Um, I say to the group, down here is the truth not only of this place, but also of what this city thinks of all of you. And I'll tell you if you follow me. Yeah, or you could be leading us to our death. I take out my rapier, one of them. I hand it to the person who said it. Keep it on my back. And the moment you think I'm ready to lead you into a trap, you have my permission to kill me. You see Ovandria look at you at this, and then she pulls the bow off of her back and just kind of gives you a knowing nod, like, okay, I heard you. I nod. Does he take the blade? He does. He does. He's. It's a little like, oh, shit. Me. All right. Um, mm, that'll push up. <laughs> and uh, he looks around. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm the guy. But you can tell that Elvandria is the one that will take the shot if she needs to. Okay. I go down. Keep the moonlit rapier ahead. Not in a threatening manner, but to guide everyone down. Okay. Noted. What's as, on their faces as... as they come by? I want to get kind of a feeling for what the crowd is thinking as we move deeper in. Uh, the first part, because it's mo mostly just cavernous tunnels, a little bit of confusion, which only grows deeper when they get to the tunnel that seems to be uh, like stripped of its mechanical parts, whatever they may have been. Um, but then when you get to the final couple of rooms, that's when they start to notice the smell. Mm -hmm. And that you can feel the rapier dig a little bit deeper into your back, not to pierce, but a firm hold. It goes, I told you, you're here to kill us. I can, I can smell it. I turn around. And kill me now. And the truth will be forever denied to you. It's good to be afraid. You can smell the death here. But I ask you, trust me, and I will show you. Give me a persuasion check at this moment. Not bad. 18. Okay. Um, your words of curiosity seems to fill them mostly, and uh, he, he lowers the pressure a bit and uh, hesitantly nods for you to keep going. As soon as we get to the spot, I take the rapier, pull it into the air, and try to offer as much light to this place as possible. How many uh, people have come? Feels um, fifteen to twenty. Yeah, you have uh, like four of the torches, five of the torches down here. Yeah, uh, you you had probably roughly about maybe 30 show up, but only about 15 to 20 went down with you. Gotcha. That's fine. Um, the, the rest didn't feel comfortable going into a dark cavernous with someone they don't know. Um, Understood. The, uh, and you, as you hold up the, the moon uh, blade rapier, you 
you can only get about maybe even a fourth, if not less, of this cavern in size. How many of you can smell the death of this place? There's, you hear a bunch of murmuring that's kind of just an overall agreeance. They built this place underneath the field ward. This was a place where magicians came to sacrifice people from your place, your area of the city. You can feel it. You can smell it here. And the only reason the gauntlet came was because it threatened everywhere else, too. I was here. I saw the bodies piled high. Before I came into this building, I had to kill a man in the streets. And where was the watch? Where were they? Nowhere to be found. Where was the watch when this place was being built right underneath the field ward? And why was it built here? Do you know why? They all kind of, there's some soft murmuring, but nobody. Most, most everyone is completely silent right now. Yeah, waiting for you to answer your own question. Because they think you're weak. You know why the two whores come to this part of the city with glittering offers of gold? Because they think you're weak. They prey on your weakness because that's what this city does. How many of you here are satisfied with your lives? I already few... know the answer. You wouldn't have come if you were satisfied. Yeah, you see a few people go to raise their hand and then lower yeah. it when you say that. You came to the City of Splendors expecting a piece of what you do deserve, and then you were shunted off here like trash, run off like rats. And yet, you've done nothing. I'm not judging you. I know what it is to be a slave. And then you hear someone defiantly speak up. But what do you offer? What glittering gold do you bring us? I look up. The guard won't protect you. The city doesn't care about you. But I say, fuck the city. I say, fuck the guard. If they won't protect you, why can't you protect yourself? If they won't give you pride, then why not take it with your own hands? If they won't give you the fire of direction, then why don't you make it for yourselves? I'm here to say that you can do these things. I'm here to say that this field ward is not part of Waterdeep. 
They don't give you anything. They take and take and take, and the twin whores take what's left. I say we can make this our city. If they won't patrol and protect the streets, then why can't we? If we can't, if they won't fight back the twin whores, then why can't we? And I'm here to show you that any man, any woman who can hold a blade can do exactly that. They are not special. Everyone here can fight. Everyone here can be more than what you are than what everything in this city has told you you are. And I am here to show you that it can be done. I gave money to many of you. Who bought weapons? You see a couple of people raise their hands. Only that? Do none of you have the fire in you to fight for what is your right to have? And some other people speak up. I kind of used it to feed my family. Good. And then when that money's gone, what's next? Well, Blade doesn't really feed my child. No. But it can make a city. And it can make a place that's safe. Do you know why there are no businesses here? Why there is no income? Because the guard refuses to patrol it. It's too big for them. It's too hard, and the people within it aren't worth it. The guilds won't even bother with businesses in this area. They leave their coffers to the nobles who can pay it. And you're even ruled over by lords who you don't even know the identity of. Think about it. Masked lords ruling over you who you can't even see in the streets. Who does that tell you who the city is protecting? I am saying we can build something better than what the city has given us. And all we need to do is know how to protect it. I'm not asking you to go out and kill in the streets. I'm asking you to protect what's yours, your family, your wives, your husbands, your children. And I'm willing to not only show you, I'm willing to show you how it's done and support you. Because I know what it's like to be enslaved. And this is just slavery without chains. Go ahead and make an intimidation check and a persuasion check. Yep. Intimidation. Nice. 23. Okay. Persuasion less so, 16. Okay, okay. You see only a few make their way back down the dark tunnels away from this. Most and everyone yeah. remains. The, the feeling you get from the few that leave is kind of you say they're not going to war but in their mind that's what they hear whether that's true or not that's why they're leaving and they're just not yeah willing to risk it 
This is going to be slow and arduous. But at the end of this is something better than what was given to you. A broken promise by a broken place. How many of you are willing to be trained, willing to fight for a place that is yours, not the nobles, not the masked lords, not Xanathar or Manchun's, yours? Uh, everyone who stayed raises their hand. Good. Some of them raise the weapons that they have on them. Then let's begin. And if not here, if we have to go up, I will spend the rest of the evening training all of these people how to fight. Before, you, every... before that happens, okay. With, with your words falling over the crowd as you embolden or dismay as they may be, you hear a single song ring out above the rest, a sound that echoes from the shadows and silences the crowd and parts them like an axe splitting wood. You hear the slow, loud clap of someone applauding you. From a man in disheveled, loose-hanging, soiled clothes. He hobbles forward with a troublesome knee, looking up at you with sorrowful, tired eyes. And with every step closer, you notice his hobble begins to wane as he slowly walks more and more with purpose, eventually standing and striding with ease. An eerie smile creeps across his face as he bows and then stands before you as the golden hair, foppishly dressed Devil Star Song. <laughs> so, this is what you've been up to. Private dramatic monologues put on the masses for the field war. Bravo. And rousing, riveting, exhilarating, and most certainly captivating performances. Never took you for a theater guy. What is life but only a continuous farce of masks we wear to play our roles as we wait for the curtain to fall? I close distance. Mock me if you want, do not mock them. No, 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 no. Words like yours. I'm guessing you're of military background. Something of the equivalence to that. Your competence and ability to command a room and charm those into following you is starting to make sense. But right now, do the present company, I think you should follow me. What is he getting at? I'm not exactly sure. You're not exactly sure? Insight check. His intentions. <laughs> what are his intentions towards this? Okay, go ahead and roll an insight check. Didn't expect this. 16. 16? Um, you pick up that he was here probably because he didn't trust what you were doing as well. Um, when he speaks of your grandiose uh, performance, he is mocking it, but he actually is genuinely surprised at your ability to command a room. Um, 
Uh, he does not, the feeling you get over what you said, he seems a little, he's intrigued. He isn't swayed either way yet. I go to him and I say, will you support this then? This needs to move forward. There are drugs in the street turning people into monstrosities and no one protects this place and I'm sick of it. I am genuine in this. Oh, I believe you are. Um, but I think it's, they've been in the dark long enough, both metaphorically and looks around physically. So let's send them above. Uh, we can do your training if you so wish, but I think we should have a private talk first. Very well. I have no choice but to trust you. The slender, handsome, elvish man walks away and heads upstairs to a more private room. You hear Elvandria follow close behind if you choose to follow him. The rest of the group, I nod to them. He wants to speak to me privately? He does. Privately in the sense of the against uh, away from the field ward people. Okay. Wait here a moment. We may have gained a powerful ally. I ask that you trust me in this endeavor, and I respect that you've trusted me thus far. And they all seem very compliant. Yep. I go up to meet with Davil then. Okay. You make your way upstairs, um, and he leads you upstairs to where the barracks area of this two-story building is. <laughs> the barracks being the four rooms. The four rooms up top. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but a little bit more private and a little bit out of the way of, of earshot. And Elvandria waits for you to leave and then follows behind you as you follow up. Uh, Davil's how waiting she, for you. How does she feel? Um, just general feeling of her yeah. kind of in the same aspect. Uh, if you were paying attention to her during your speech, um, when you started to rise the crowd against the city, you saw her face get really pissed off. Like she did not mm -hmm. hide it until you said, I don't want you to go to war. And then she went back to intrigued to see what you were doing. Cause she thought you just straight up lied to her. No. <laughs> yeah. That's not the intention, not yet. Yeah. Okay. You make your way up. We, what the hell would I do with 15 <laughs> guys? Um, yeah. Make your way up, and uh, that will lead you into the room. And as you as you step in her and the door shuts, uh, Elvandria leans up against it, uh, kind of, one, not sure how this is going to go, but two, to listen out to make sure that they're not being eased. You guys aren't being eavesdropped on. Okay. So... My little blackbird here told me you were looking into raising a legion of followers within the field ward. Everyone's little recruiting grounds. It is everyone, uh, everyone but the raiders. There's a difference between you, Xanathar, and Manshoon. Yeah, I don't pull from people that struggle to defend themselves. But you do leave them high and dry. If you don't pull, they will. And then Manchun and Xanathar's ranks swell. We can do better than that. 
I said, I didn't lie when I said that you could spin a silver thread with enthralling words. But like Elvandria here, I have my distrust in your intentions. A man like you could easily gain enough power to overthrow our little family. You hate the city, where all I see is potential. If your goal is to raise the destitute and desolate and forgotten to a social status worthy of being recognized, why not offer our faction? Why offer our faction so much of the riches of De Gaulle's hidden treasure? Why not work a deal with the current open lord in exchange for returning the city's money? I'm sure the people of the field ward would be more appreciative of that in place of becoming pawns in another faction. So I ask. Because we're all pawns. What is your end goal? Devil. What do you think of the masked lords of the city? You don't well, have an opinion, do you? Because you don't even know who they are. Well, if you're asking of their identity, no, you're correct. But if you're attack asking about the reasoning behind the mass lords, I only present a year ago when many of them were slaughtered. It makes sense if people like you or me or the Xanathars and Tarum do not agree with who is making the laws and who is controlling the city, if their identity were known, it would be easy to kill them, which they have been done before. Does so it not I seem understand. egregious to you that a populace cannot even know who's ruling over them? That they be ruled over shadows? And what if those shadows were people that were distasteful, that engaged in activities like slaving? I'd ask you to pre present me a city that does not have such things in different ways. And I would say that maybe, maybe we haven't tried something like this before. And I say maybe the first thing we do is turn the field ward into something livable, thrivable, with a populace that can defend itself away from the city. True, there will always be poor. But I am, I am tired of seeing people bought and sold in so many different ways. I only recently have come up this way. But I see now that this is the way I must move forward, with or without you. I'm curious as to where this leads. It Your is. end goal is to create a second city adjacent to the one of Splendors. I'm going to make a city that cannot be ignored any longer. And then you might incite a civil war. Maybe. Then you doom all of Field Ward. They have nothing. Even if you supply them with all of the training and weapons you can provide, they don't have griffins. They don't have magists and protectors they don't have the so black stay destitute under the heel of a city that oppresses them no see with the money that you offered me i thought about doing what i just offered you but you've put it into my hands and so therefore i must become the hero i look to make a deal with the open lord 
so that these people will not be ignored. The system is what's broken. The politics of the city are what's broken. That's fine. Then break the politics from within our side, not from theirs. But the people of the field ward should be allowed in as equals. The system can be manipulated. I can't go back there and say that we have to simmy this. I will train those men and women down there regardless, and I will gather more as time passes. This cannot be avoided, but... I agree with you in the fact that they should be able to protect themselves if a time comes for when they are a part of the city. But and that I... needs to happen now. These people need to feel like there's some power that they have. If they are part of the city, then the people that are within the field ward could then rise up to guard it by actually being a part of the watch and guard over it. That would mean the people that grew up and love it would be the ones protecting it. Then this is how it must start. The watch won't come until that happens. I am not arguing with you. I see your potential. I'm just saying your end game should change. Or your means to the end game should change. For now. Devil, you know this city better than me. Your faction is stronger than I am. As much as you tout me as a grand threat, I assure you I am not. I will also remind you, you are a part of the family. And I have appreciated everything that you've given me. But everything that I am doing is beneficial to us as well. And I see that. And I do not doubt your ability to aid our family. What I doubt is the thought and fear that you could uprise and become a usurper. I have no desire to rule this city. Not the city. No, no, no. (laughs) The Doom Raiders. Devil. And I lean forward on this. And I go ahead and take off my right glove. Cut into it a bit, so it bleeds a little bit. You have my solemn vow that I will never attempt to kill you, to usurp you, here and now. Okay, and uh, he takes off his glove as well. I hate doing this. <laughs> but you're such head. a fan of theatrics, aren't you? Yeah, the hand. Why is it always the hand as <laughs> he cuts his hand and then shakes yours? The pain makes you remember the bargain. You are not what I thought you were. You're a better man than I. I admit it. I think I was a man similar to you, but I just see potential. And all I'm asking is that as we move forward with this, I will accept your advice and your help. 
but um, I would also say I am a better man than most. <laughs> there was but, a time I would laugh at a comment like this, but after learning what I've learned recently, no, it's true. If the world is a play, and in the play there's tragedy and comedy, but it is never black and white, as one is never fully taken over the other, and you can never have one without the other. So I see comedy and tragedy in all things. Why deny one when both exist? But enough about that. You can spend the night, if you wish, training these people. You have my blessing. But one of the things you brought up a little while ago was the idea of destroying the Xanathar and Zentarum. Do you remember this? I do. That would be a heavy blow to the power exchange, not only within the city, but across the Sword Coast and even Faerun itself. You had the idea of gaining smoke powder, powder barrels and planting them in a cavern in a or a sewer system after centralizing them on an item that exists within the city. I you did. Can, yeah. You would... They, they, these smoke barrels would be planted theoretically in that position of compromised strategic and uh, structural integrity correct yes i love that plan but you're batshit insane to think you could collapse an entire organization with it i don't plan to collapse an organization with it well what if i Just... told you we could then you have my attention <laughs> well there's only one problem. I had to have you kill my alchemist because he betrayed our family and made smoke powder for the unkillable Manchu. I know, you said you're working on that and trying to find us a replacement, but what if I told you I found someone who already has smoke powder? I'm listening. Then what if I told you that they liked your idea and apparently have a contact on the inside that works for a certain pirate captain. Only problem is I promised them something that I need you to provide as he like boops you on the nose. I let him get away with that. What is it? I was made aware that this informant of theirs had discovered a harper on the inside but neither have the manpower or ability to do the job themselves effectively without being discovered. I'm unwilling to reveal my hand to the city by exposing my family so bluntly to the Xanathar. So, I told them, in exchange for the smoke powder barrels that are currently being delivered to the Xanathar's lair deep within the underbelly of the city as we speak, that I know a few harpers willing to help infiltrate and obliterate the crime lord's entire sanctuary. Not to throw you under the carriage, but now that falls upon you to make sure that they do their part. What do you need exactly? I need your harper friends to go in and make sure that they aid our person with the smoke pills. But that's not all. You have to make sure that their man makes it out alive. Problem is, I don't know who it is. So it's up to you to find them. All I know is that they are stalked by a floating beaked aberration. 
and stalked it is... by a floating beaked aberration. Yes. That shouldn't be too difficult to spot. And um, that is the man to make it out is a part of the one I made the deal with, not the Harpers. If the Harpers die, or the Harpers agent die, not your friend, because he seems very useful. And you said this uh, man is in the Xanathars currently, correct? Yes. But make sure not to blow his cover, otherwise the creature will kill him. All right. So I need to get. I'm sorry. Like I'm. There's a lot of like roundabout shit that's going on, so I'm having trouble following it. Yeah, it's purposefully roundabout. Basically, what he's mm. saying is he made a deal with an identity that he has not made known. Known mm. that that person has a man on the inside of the Xanathar Guild. Okay. That person on the inside met a Harper that has also infiltrated the Xenothar Guild. Mm. And he is supplying and working with the Harper to bring in smoke powder to do something. Davil made a deal that he would get the his man out alive. Okay. Alright, so I need to get not the man that's being stalked by the beaked aberration. Yes, you need that one. That's yes. man. Okay, cool. I'm quite, I'm caught up now. All right, I can do this. I need to know though. What do you want? What do I want? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that Ilvandria's suspicions were nothing to worry about. I'm not interested in usurping you, Devil. Honestly, when I came in, maybe. I thought you were just another slaving thing. But you're not. You actually come from a gang of heroes. Ah, heroes. That's such an ugly word. Killed um, a lich. What else am I supposed to call you? Mercenaries? <laughs> Adventurers. <laughs> Salazar's not there. Salazar can't speak. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we did it for money. Honestly, the the fact that it helped save the world that was a bonus. But I like looking out for the little people. We have that in common. Good. There is more to this, but that's for another day. I hope I have your trust. You do. I just wanted to make sure, because Elvandria was really concerned about what you were doing to the people up here. I was more concerned about that than my own life, but you can never stop looking over your shoulder. I don't like watching people take it. And there's someone who's... Someone who's been on the Rod side for a long time. I guess I just can't take it anymore. 
Understandable. But I have other matters to attend to. Elvandria will stay here. And uh, he turns to leave, but then as he goes to leave, he stops. Oh, before I leave, um, Gariel wanted to just tell Seisha thank you for the flowers. <laughs> I thought as much. I'll let her know. And then he nods and leaves the room. Um, and if you would like, you can spend uh, a few hours training and, and spending time with the people of uh, the field ward before making your way back to. Uh, I absolutely do. Okay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You can spend yeah. a couple hours and, and. Is Grecht there? The goblin who stabbed me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I. As soon as we finish up, I go up to him. I approach him. And I say, first, I think this is the first conversation I've ever had with a goblin that didn't end in one of us killing each other. <laughs> Secondly. This would be the second conversation we talked last time. Secondly. I'm glad you're here. You showed an immense amount of spirit. You paid a fuck ton of gold. I did. And did he, did he buy a weapon with it? Uh, he had the dagger beforehand, but yeah, you can see a newer, uh, cleaner blade. This question is not insulting, but I don't know. Can you read common? Of course I can read common. Excellent. I may need to pass messages to you from time to time. Do you live in this area? No, I live in the sea ward. Part of me hates this, but at the same time, I'm in a pretty good mood. <laughs> so I kind of chuckle with this. Good. I may lean on you a little bit. I don't know the field ward as well as you. I know pretty good. Good. Keep your eyes and ears open. A drug is roaming the street that's turning citizens insane into monstrosities. If you see anybody that looks out of sorts, beyond what you normally see, come tell me, and I'll deal with it. Well... Bad news, buddy. It's in the streets. I know. It's heavy here, isn't it? Yeah. That's the first thing we need to try to put a stop to. All right. I'll try and write down everything I see. Please do. Thank you. With that, he makes his way out. And uh, as you're leaving, you get a voice in your head. Where the hell are you? I understand being out late, but I thought we were all over sl not sleeping at all, Voss. Hello?
Finley, are you here? <laughs> like a grandmother with a cell phone. I've never received a sending before. I don't know what the hell this is. Yep. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Does the spell cut off there? That's it. It cuts off there. That's all you get. I'll send another one. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not there. I'm where you should be. I'm waiting. Where are you? Obviously not where you said you would be. Okay. I had some business to take care of. I'm making my way back now. There is no other reply. Okay. okay. Jeez. And uh, do you make your way back to Renair's? I do. I don't want to sleep there tonight. It already feels like me being a hypocrite just going there. Okay. Are you going back there at all, or are you just not going to go there? I will go back there because okay. the rest of the group is there and because I'm expected, but I don't want to sleep there. Okay. Eventually, Voss comes in. Hey. I'm sitting in the, the what foyer. What time is it? Uh, it's late. It's at well after midnight, 1 a.m. Oh, then I, I'm probably asleep. I already told everybody we got to be up early to get the... Are you okay? Yeah, I went to sleep as well. I'm good. I spent a long time doing very good work in the field ward. Really? Yes, really. Oh, boss, that's wonderful. I'm sorry I was late. Just warn someone. You don't have to tell us what you're doing, but we were just told something from another dimension is coming to kill us all. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh. If that's all, I... I can't sleep here tonight. What do you mean? I look at just the cavernous parts of this room, and I just remember the building we were in. Where are you going to go? Back to the bar. I'll go with you. I just, I can't sleep here. Okay. Let me go grab my stuff. Okay. She'll go get her stuff, come down, and yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys make your way to Trolls Commander. If there's anything else anybody else wants to do, everybody can take a long rest. Woohoo! I love those okay. long rests. Yeah. Everybody gets their stuff back. Yay! I've nothing happened to me. <laughs> As they do leave, Vinley will keep her eye on Voss in particular a little longer than normal. No emotion in her eyes, just just the stare. Even when Seisha goes upstairs, she's just kind of looking at him absently. Okay. And then we what go to is bed. It? Nope. Moment has passed, Voss. All right. <laughs> so morning comes. Uh, I'm sure uh, Seisha and Voss, do you go back to meet with the group in the morning? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, you check down in the tavern. 
Kara says everything's fine. Go about your business. Um, and you all meet back up at uh, the Branderthal Villa. What are you all doing? That's a good question. Um, I would like to try to make breakfast. And I will Go ahead. Everybody's bracelets. Okay. Okay. What what check am I rolling? Uh, you're gonna make a cooking check. So what is it? Intelligence. Based. Intelligence based. No oh. uh, proficiency. Oh hell yeah! This could be good. This could be good. Let's see, digital dice. Oh, 17. Okay. It is it is a decent breakfast. Yeah. Why can't everybody else cook? <laughs> Grew up in the woods. Um, and um, uh, Harold, do you inform them of what needs to happen? Harold and V? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Just okay. speed through it. I, I tell them everything. For brevity's sake, we're going to, we are, um, you all, because it has to happen first thing in the morning. Um, so you, you tell them and you all gather. Uh, boss is like this fits perfectly <laughs> do you let your side be known boss um yeah in this case i will tell them that um and this way we may be able to get information harper wise um about a contact i'm looking for who's being guarded by a floating beat creature that i need to get out of there and that it's imperative that we do this if only for fear of him being killed by a floating beat creature I emphasize the weird floating beaked creature because it haunts my nightmares too. <laughs> we'll get him out. Nobody's getting eaten by beaked creatures. Um, so, so this kind of coincides with your info, Harold, as you have a harbor agent who has someone right. Working someone with on them. the inside. We don't know that I need to find. Boss out. has right. a contact who has a harper on the mm -hmm. inside. So, it, yeah, you probably. But both both teams do not know who this who who either of them are. Yeah, right. You just know Got they it. exist. Yep. There are two people on the inside. Cool. Gotcha. That's goal established. Yep. Um, Voss's team has a plan that has been made aware. Harold and V, you weren't really made aware of what the plan was because you were, Renair said, the Harper there will tell you what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you also learn uh, do you, you, that there is probably a ploy to blow things up. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh, all right. I you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would say um, you all head to towards the address given that uh, Her uh, Harold and V received from Thatch, uh, it, and arrive at a rundown dock ward neighborhood that reeks of fish and scorched timber and a uh, riotous assemblage of ramshackle homes made of wood from old ships inhabited by poverty water havians and the like. It looks as if this row of building has been consumed in a fire at one point, but still stands, although a little worse for wear. Tucked within the buildings is a small warehouse building with a singular rusting iron door in the back with a slide latch peephole. Uh, I will knock on the door and wait for someone to answer the steel door. You hear Are the sound... Are we disguised in any way, shape, or form? Oh, yeah, that's up to you guys. I will wear the mask. Okay. That Vinley gave mm. me. I'm Here? not. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I'm just... Hey. Yep. Okay. Hood up. On. Yeah, fair. Uh, hood, and, hood and mask up. Yep. Yeah, hood and mask. Sounds good. You, you all hear the sounds of someone grunting and shuffling from behind the door before the latch scrapes open with a shrieking sound of grinding rust. 
From beyond the doorway, you see a, a deep gray-skinned man with a furrowed brow of silvery blue, almost white piercing eyes staring down at you. What do you want? I'm here to see the Crimson Dragons. Yeah. Crimson Dragons. Oh, God. The man grunts and slams the slide closed as he scrapes against the wall. Uh, it, it scrapes against the metal once more. You hear some more shuffling as the door creaks open and digs into the warped wooden floorboards. Stepping down from an iron chair is a rugged, gruff, bald gray, skinned dwarven man with a thick, scraggly, tightly curled long beard. He is not the man that escaped into the sewer when you were attacked at the Dripping Dagger while looking for Dalakar, but you definitely know he is a Durgar. The interior is char- is of this charred building is nearly entirely black, an obvious sign of this being the catalyst building for the fire. That was here a long time ago. Almost every inch of the place is filled with boxes, crates, burlap sacks, and the like. But it is hard to say what exactly is in them, if anything at all. Descending down from the ceiling is a small green gazer that hovers just over the short man's shoulder as he looks upon up, up at you. Looking to spill some a little blood for a little fortune, are you? Good, good, good. Lucky you, another 30 minutes and I'd be gone. You just made it before Carr called it a morning. Now, we need to put these on and we'll be on our way. And floating over to you are five black sacks and a small leather pouches. The pouches all open around hand level and the bags hover above your heads. Uh, take it. I take one. Hands okay. balled together in the pouches and Ed's in the bag. Are you ready? Harold. Mm. I would like to roll insight real quick. As would I. Okay, okay go ahead. I want to get an idea of what this guy's after. If, okay. this, is, if this is a setup or not. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. You know, so not bad. Can I say I have casted mage armor on my way down here? Absolutely. Of course. Yes. Tight. Uh, 17. 21. Uh, you both get the sense that you are being bound and basically blindfolded so that you have no idea where you're being taken. This is not feel like a trap. It does this, not feel yeah. like a trap. It feels like this is what you have to do if you want to get okay. to where you're going. Harold's going to lean over to Sasha and be like, it's cool. And I'm going to hold out my hands and lower my head. Okay. Okay. I do the same thing. She right. glances at Voss and then does it. I look at you fucking regretting we didn't even attempt to tamper with your armor before we came here or anything like that but yeah there's I'll no backing out yep. there's no backing out now you gave up on that when you asked for the pits and as you uh, hold your hands out the bags wrap around your hands and tighten um, and, and a sack falls over each of your heads as everything goes dark you then feel a rope tie around your wrists, linking you all together, as he tells you this is to make sure you don't get lost or left behind. You feel a slight tug as you are brought to a point not too far within the warehouse, as you hear the loud clanking of chains through a hoist and pulleys as you descend into the ground. The temperature noticeably drops, and the stench and sound of the putrid black water of the sewers rise up to greet you. Over the next 30 to 45 minutes, you traverse through ankle-deep sewage water without any ability to fully watch your steps or use somatic gestures to clean yourself. <laughs> you make a few turns before you come to a stop where you hear the sound of a stone sliding across stone as you enter a room that feels faintly familiar to you. You can tell through the sack that the room is dimly lit by four low-burning torches in each corner of the room. 
A strange fog hangs in the air, giving off a faint blue glow with motes of light winking in and out as the fog slowly dissipates. The hairs on your arms stand up, reacting to the residual energy in the air. You hear something being beset into stone as arcane energy pulsates and radiates across the room. You find yourselves being led through the pulsing energy of the arcane portal. And on the other side, the stone turns from a typical muddy gray to a dark stone with an eerie shimmer. You are led through a couple of doors and curving hallways around a few pillars. One of you bumps into before being led through a final door that leads to a torch-lit hallway of sand-covered stone and iron bars. Just down the hall, you hear the sound of a large crowd gathering in an area just beyond the threshold as your hoods are yanked off your head. Your eyes adjust as you look around and see multiple groups of people relaxing and prepping for what is to come. Being led into one of the rooms ahead, you see the familiar bronze dragonborn Kuma, who beat V in the bloody fist. Your eyes finally fall downward to a dwarf with beholder tattoos stretched across his, the entirety of his bare chest. A heavy crossbow is pointed in your direction as it rests upon the table attached to his arm at a stump. Well, well, well. Look at what we have here. <laughs> I, I guess I guess we're going to have to get the chance to kill you after all. This ought to be fun. I reach into my bag and pull out one of his teeth and just stare at him. <laughs> and then put it back. What's your group name and the names of the six in your group? Six? Six? Harold yeah. looks around and he thinks maybe I'm an idiot and goes, one, two, three, four, five, five. These are six team member teams fights. If you don't have a final present, one will be appointed to you. What, what, what about Kuma? Is Kuma on a team? Oh, already in a complete team of six. Sorry. Mm. He kind of shakes her fist a little bit. And like, oh, she's Anyone else? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you fucking right. Someone appointed. Now, doesn't look like you have more, so one will be appointed to you. Follow the gazer and it'll lead you to your holding chambers. Well, since we're being so kind, we should really shake hands. Oh, right. And then I'll start heading what's, off. What's your group name? Oh. Uh, uh, the, the BFGs. That's a really fucking shitty name. And he writes it down. <laughs> yep. You're a really fucking shitty dwarf. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, and as he, as, he, as he says, or sorry, go ahead. I'll start heading in. That's all I was going to say. Okay. Um, follow the gazer. And that will lead you where you want to go. And boy, am I looking forward to when you got a fight. <laughs> you are brought down further into the sand and blood-stained hallway and led to an iron door holding cell underneath the stadium seating. Before each of you enter, and untie, you are untied and uncuffed individually before being shoved inside. And entering the room, you are greeted with the lingering smell of smoke and fire. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session. Oh! <laughs> wow, He's the six-member in indeed. Ooh. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> and we will pick up next week with, oh, with the, the, uh, the critical bard himself, Omega Jones. 
Yes. Nice. And we will find out who the sixth member joining the party is. Oh, yay! I despise person. that dwarf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To kill him I'm going to feed him that crossbow. <laughs> if anyone ever questions when my next skeleton is coming into creation, remember this moment. <laughs> uh, don't forget to enter hashtag Eldritch and hashtag Beyond if you have not done so in the Rock Punch ATL uh, uh, Twitch and uh, to be entered in to win a Eldritch Foundry miniature and uh, a pre-release... Um, be entered to get a pre-release copy of the Mythic Odyssey of Theros, um, yes. which comes out June 2nd. Yes. Mythic Odyssey. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. We had to get through Sorry that we had ran over a little bit. We had to get to a certain spot. Yep. Um, but Those was... who used the uh, Alpha Dice Roller, what'd you think? Oh, it, oh, <laughs> it rolled bomb for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. First <laughs> of all, there's a cool animation attached where you see the D20 roll. Secondly, oh, you can very also clear. customize. Yeah, and, and it also will actually list all of your roles in a row. Yeah. And so it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, thank you to for the Raiders who raided. Yes, oh, thank you. Thank you, totally, uh, Kill Kill TV. Um, we yeah. absolutely appreciate the raid. We love you guys. Um, we had a good friends of ours. We hate that we stream on Sundays together. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, perfect. Uh, you only have to enter um, the thing in once, um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and pull a winner. I seriously can't wait to kill that dwarf, y'all. How about how about that uh, that facial reaction from Logan? Something Boom. else definitely going to go back to watch it. Logan, like an no, one. You guys don't even realize how bad this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, the winner of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Orion Liadon. Hey, Woo! congratulations, Orion Liadon, and Congrats. the winner of the Mythic Odyssey of Theros. Uh, digital book from D&D Beyond is Epic Sanjev. Congratulations. (laughs) Yep, congratulations to both our winners. I'll be in touch with you shortly to get that uh, the codes uh, and info you need to get those uh, from them. So congratulations to our winners, and as always, be excellent to each other. May you always roll advantage. Good night, everybody. Happy Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Wow. What an episode. Thanks for listening. And for more, feel free to catch us live on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. And remember, be excellent to each other, and may you always roll with advantage. Rock punch.